2: This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on WrestlingObserver Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Hi, this is Kenny
3: Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Here with me have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man?
2: none much, man. Just a, a long day, end of a long weekend. We're here on Tuesday night. Um and I uh you know I, I missed last night because I was jet lagged after I got home and took my ass to sleep quite early. Um <laughs> uh over the weekend. I was uh out of town. I was in Brooklyn, New York, uh for my sister's baby shower. And my God um what a long excitement filled weekend. Um pretty much starting from Friday on. Um what's going on with you though, man?
3: Not too much. Uh I went to Spark Joshi show in Orlando with Zach Porter, uh, you know, um one of our friends and one of the um people that contributes in the um comment in the stream on, on Twitch or whatever. Yeah, man. Uh I got a story. I got a story.
2: So. I'll let you go first and I'll get to mine.
3: Yeah, mine's not, mine's not a long story, but it's, it's an embarrassing story. So, I get there. I get there early. and um, What? Yeah. I got there. I got there before Zach did, which means like, I got there like, I you know, doors open at 4, bell starts at 5. I got there like 4.30-ish, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, I get in there, general admission ticket, whatever, and, uh, they just hand us streamers. And I was like, huh, really? Y'all ain't finna charge for these? I don't know why I fuck I said it out loud, but I said it out loud just how surprised, you know, normally Ring On or different places, they charge for the streamers. Right. So, he handed me one, then after I said they handed me three. I was like, okay, whatever, sucker. So, <laughs> uh... We, let's just flash, let's fast forward to, uh, the best match on the card, in my opinion. Uh, Miyu, why did I be versus K- Kylan King? So, uh, Miyu comes out, it's time to throw the streamers. I go to throw my streamer, and you know, like, the roll of toilet paper where, like, you know, like, the adhesive part that keeps it together, and you gotta open it up, and then, like, maybe the next ro- roll around, it might also have adhesive. Alright, so, yeah. I, for some reason, I didn't think that, so... I rip it open. I throw it. I'm thinking it's going to hit the middle of the ring. No, it heads directly towards Miyu. And I see it's not unraveling. And I'm like, I turned away in shame and embarrassment (laughs) and disgust. Because I know what's about to happen. It's about to hit hit Miyu. (laughs) So I look away. Zach starts laughing. All I see is Zach go... I look oh, up and I'm like, oh, what are you doing? I look back at Miu. Miu was like, what the... The f- the big with the, Still with the gigantic, the biggest smile in the universe. Like, uh-huh. she made a face like, what the fuck? And I was like I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry. And she goes, oh, it's fine. Okay, okay. You didn't do it on purpose. You ain't actually do, You know, start no <laughs> bullshit. Bro, I, I... Oh, my God. Man, Jane throwing shit at, at women. Right. So, so then... What were you going to do next? Throw a battery? Oh, my God. So then after the show, uh they had their they they were selling merch before and after the show. So after the show, uh I go and I buy the I buy the Miyu shirt just cuz I had to, you know. I was going to buy the yeah. shirt anyway, but after that one was like, yeah, I definitely owe you. Uh so uh Miyu Yama, Yamashita is there too. You know, uh older Miu, like she speaks Jap she speaks English. She knows a bit because obviously she's been over here a bunch of times. I think this is one of Miyu's first time ever being over here right uh-huh. so like she doesn't speak a leak of english and i'm trying to explain to her that like i'm sorry for what happened it wasn't over but she, she didn't understand none of that shit i was like whatever whatever this just, just move, move on past, make your shirt and uh and and that was that and i was you like gotta, man, you gotta that, use
2: that google translate man
3: man i ain't got and, time and, and,
2: hold, and hold up the symbols no
3: nah, because you think hold up the symbols he's stupid no nah, my whole thing is like hey i can't she don't understand. I ain't got time to waste her time when she got more marks to go ahead and, and, and sell her, yeah. get, get more money off of. Let, go, let her go ahead and do her thing. And I could just get the fuck on the way it got the way she was okay with it. She obviously realized or not okay, but like she realized like it was an accident. I went out here trying to like, you know, <laughs> throw, throw rotten tomatoes at her and shit. So yeah, man, but I, I but shout, shout out to Zach Porter, that motherfucker, him. He, he looked like him. I was like, Whoa, "What were you playing? <laughs> like, I think I think it was a I think it was Nick. reflection. I think it was a gut initial like visceral reaction. It was like, "Nah, don't think it was me. I didn't throw that. He did. I think that's what happened." But I don't like how he passed the buck on me so so quickly. I do not appreciate that. <laughs> I don't. I, I understand but I don't appreciate it. So so yeah, that was my story for oh, the weekend,
2: man. man. Um, yeah, I saw I saw the uh, the updated. Uh James and Mew Yamashita picture. Uh, oh for yeah. This year.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I need to tell that story too, don't I? Uh, probably. Yeah. So uh New York City 2019 for WrestleMania Weekend uh One Nation Radio and Keeping It Strong Cell so both went up there to um to obviously take care of Rus- or take part of WrestleMania weekend, you know, see all the shows, went to, you know, the Supercar G One stuff. We went to Shimmer one thirteen um, so we were leaving out with Shimmer 113 to try to make it to uh, the Stardom show because it was it was it was Shimmer 113 Stardom, and then Takeover. So on the way walking out, I look over in this corner and it's like I see Miyu Yamashita and I'm like, oh shit, that's her! And like I've seen obviously at that point, time, I've seen probably a couple dozens of her matches and then, like I was a fan of hers. I thought she was the best wrestler until you Doshi Pro at the time, and that was like when I had first start getting into Joshi. And I liked her so. Like, I noticed her. She noticed me noticing her, and I was like, all right, well, let's take a picture. So took the picture, um, and at that point in time, I was probably like 330-something pounds or
1: mm-hmm. whatever
3: else. So um, I wanted to meet you uh, at the show, and um, I showed her the picture. And, like, I was telling her like, yeah, I met you in 2019, and um, you know, for whatever show it was she was doing she was in New York City. She go, like, oh okay. She looks at the picture. She looks back up, look up at me, and then like she goes, huh? <laughs> like she like she heard Ooh. she she intellectually heard what I was saying, obviously in her second language. But then like once she looks down and sees me, and then looks at, looks down and sees this is what it used to be me. I like I like I like, like, like I ate me, and then I'm like, I look like I I threw myself back up. I'm smaller now. She was like, wait, what? And then, like, uh, we took a picture again, uh, so we ended up doing the double fist pose or whatever else. But, yeah, like, it was just um, – it was funny to see that reaction. It was so funny because, like, I mean, I don't think I've talked about it on the show yet, but, like, I've I've lost 100 pounds. Clap it up. Clap it up uh, for James, y'all. Don't do that. I'm only bringing it up just so they understand, like, how much weight I've lost uh, in the last uh, 13, 14 months whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, it was just funny to see her reaction. She was like, oh, Four, she's like 2019, four, four years ago? I was like, yeah, yeah. And um, it was also another funny story I got with uh uh Maya Yuki. So Maya Yuki speaks pretty good English. Not as good as like Shida, but like better than Miu, And like for some reason, when I was at her table, I totally forgot. Totally forgot. So I'm talking to her as if she's like, me Watanabe don't speak a lick English, right? So I say something to her, not not like patronizing, but just like I'm um, small detail, only numbers really. I'm talking to her about, and then she hits me with that like, yeah, yeah, bro, I pretty much know what the fuck you're saying. And I was like, oh shit, I forgot. And I know, I know you speak English because I'm actually a fan, and I just forgot. And I know that you always want to come over here, and I'm happy that you're over here, and all that kind of stuff. So we talked for a little bit, of everything, and I bought one of her shirts. But like, it it was a it was a real fun show, like um. It was probably the Miyu Colin uh, King match. I would recommend to you. I would recommend the main event because I know you like All Capsaki. Um, I mm-hmm. think you have a funny uh, a funny reaction knowing what that result was, um, given what happened at Stardom this year when Maya was in there. But um, yeah, uh, but yeah, like um, and also there was an angle with um, with Emmy um, joining a faction, a Hill faction, and like she was over like a god in that building. <laughs> They but uh yeah man, it was a fun show.
2: That's what's up, man.
3: Next time they do it, I'll, I'll end up going uh, I'll end up going again, yeah. Most likely. Yeah.
2: Um yeah, so I was in uh Brooklyn, New York over the weekend. So uh went to a couple bodegas. That was pretty cool. Uh got some good old breakfast sandwiches. Someone attempted to sell me the gas, and I don't mean the steroids. Um, had to had to turn them down because obviously you know um, I'll be traveling soon. Can't can't really bring that with you, and <laughs> it's not my bag. <laughs> so uh, per se, but um, yeah, freaking the the Sunday. Uh, it was just it was just a wild and crazy day, which featured of all things my mom getting a table dropped on her foot, and it's swelling up the size of like a football like immediately, and my mom. The the absolute G that she is, completely no sells it, no scream, no, mm-hmm. no 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 tears, no nothing, just just all day, just stone face, just like you need anything, Ma. like just over and over, just just bugging her, probably just annoying her at this point. How can I help you? Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, and I'm just like, what w- what were you made of, like, <laughs> um, and then you know, uh, my, my sister running around. And she's uh, trying to get everything organized and I'm trying to do my be- best to help her. But, you know, a couple of things that ended up falling through that, you know, like, once she paid for something, she expected something to be there from the vendors was not there. One of the replacement things was something that broke on my mom's foot because it was faulty equipment. Wow. My sister's i am I'm, I'm a pretty laid back guy. My sister's the total opposite of me um, <laughs> and uh there there was a there was a situation with with the security downstairs I was holding her back, then she was holding me back and then like I almost had to fight this guy that was probably I don't know six, five a smooth. Three hundred, like it. It, it sounds like well. you're filling
3: out a police. It sounds like you're you're filling out a police description. Six, yeah. five, 300 pounds.
2: Yeah, it like like like, but like he was a like, and it was like you know he was you know it was my sister yelling. There was a lot of loud, you know, hostility there, and you know, eye to eye squaring up. and it was mm-hmm. just like, luckily, cooler heads prevailed. Because like, while I would have done it, I would have, I would have, I would have
3: done the fight, like. <laughs> Like I don't know how it would have worked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Man, it's like I'm, I'm 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 walking to it and I don't feel confident. Yeah, those stink.
2: Yeah, yeah I was like, well, you know, he, he, like if he, if he if he swings on my sister, I'm gonna have to do it. Like. <laughs> Well, I'm leaving here with something. Like, <laughs> that's, that's
3: all I can promise. I'm leaving oh, here with something. Were y'all outside when this happened? Where were y'all? We yeah, we, we y'all, were y'all, just gotta, y'all just got y'all just got to hope one of them undercovers is around every block is is in, yep. is in pursuit. Hey, break it up! Break it up! Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> got to treat like it's the NBA game where like you know you throw the first punch or whatever else. Yeah, you just yeah. try to hold on until they can break it up.
2: Yeah. But luckily, like we ended up getting it settled you know whatever and you know guy ended up apologizing to my sister it was a lot more peaceful after that see
3: now uh, they must have known that y'all, y'all, y'all weren't actually from New York cause like normally oh my- when someone apologized in New York they'd be like yeah not suck my dick <laughs> you know them rude motherfuckers them assholes
2: yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, it was so dirty there and it was so like um <laughs> I I was going no, around New York. I was, was like, so "Yo,
3: dirty like, it, it was so it
2: was just- so dirty," and it was like <laughs> the traffic is just overwhelming. All the houses are so close to each other. It's normally, like if you're in New York, you're like in Times Square, you're whatever. You're We're like rooms? homes. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and so I was in Brooklyn the whole time. So like, okay, Brooklyn, like
3: there are, you know, there are different areas, whatever, right? Yeah, they're bits, but they mostly like neighborhoods here. Yeah.
2: But but some of the stuff was like, yo people are double parked down these narrow ass streets and then the bike lanes are in them i was like i would never want to live here or drive here ever Mm. like it would just be hell trying to park at all times hell trying to trying to uh commute places like by car i would have a bike
3: if i lived in yeah absolutely you know like what i have i forgot what percentage but like there's a significant percentage that don't have vehicles because what's the point you know, there's Bro, a you know so people so don't even know how to of. drive. Never learned how to drive. What's the point? I live here. Yep. Public um, transit is pretty good, except for when it's not.
2: Right. Um, luckily, my mom. Though, if you guys are wondering about her, she ended up uh, no no broken bones, negative on the X rays. Yep. But yo, that was like tell me what the fucking niggas gave fuck her.
3: her for for, for the pain and swelling. I remember you told me this this morning. I was like, are you
2: serious? Shout out to the doctor. Super nice and all that, right? But like once they kind of determined she didn't have no broken bones, they were like, yeah, we got this here Tylenol for you. And I'm like, island all you like this,
3: you handle this a lot more a lot more uh politely than i did when i heard that when i was like hey man if you, if you fuck me don't to give miss janet some um something for her pain stop playing
2: like they, they gave her a doctor's note to give her you know some excused days from work and all that but it was like no nah, man like we need to like the town all three if, if, at least you <laughs>
3: the know <three>? no, okay <laughs> the three is that yeah? real the three is yeah. that real
2: they gave me the all threes for the um uh, for the uh, wisdom teeth,
3: yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta like drop an ID to get the all three.
2: Yeah. yeah, so so yeah. But then my mom, you know, she flew home the next day, and you know she's she's chilling at the crib now. Like, is she, amazing? She,
3: how like how's her mo- mobility? Is she fine? Like, can she move walk around on it, or is it is it like... she, she
2: can walk? She okay. she can walk, but she, she's just walking slower or okay. whatever. But She's a G. Like
3: I don't
2: like. Shout out to her. Um, but yeah, rest of the baby shower went went well, and you know a lot of stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was it was a lot, man. It was it was an up and down day. Like and there was even more that I can't even really get into here. But um, yeah, love my whole family. It was good to see them all on uh, my, my between my mom, my grandma, uh, my older sister uh, Kiki, and it was it was a, it was a fun time. Um, and I love the sandwiches at the corner stores.
3: So, you know, um, you ain't go to uh, what's it called uh, and get you get you one of them custom made jo- joints. It's just like ridiculous. I mean, You make you know, uh, get you a chopped cheese with a honey bun. <laughs>
2: nah, I ain't do that.
3: You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Like I've TikTok, never seen
2: a chopped cheese and a honey bun, bro.
3: They be like, uh, what's it called? The Akiway. Like they have buddy that runs a bordega. Like they, he'll hook up whatever, like you buy whatever out the store. And he'll put it on the grill. <laughs> That's funny as and, fuck. And like, so the other day they had Sauce Gardner, one of the um, one of the New York Jets. Um, like he had like, was like crushed, like crushed hot Cheetos and all types of weird shit put together for a sandwich. I was like, bro, like you finna blow your whole asshole out uh, with, with that, <laughs> one, bro. Ain't no way. Blow it out your ass. <laughs> that ludicrous. Yeah. So I was like, but like that ain't the first one I seen crazy. Like when Mikel Bridges got got traded. Uh, last off season or last season, like he one of the first things he did was do you know go to uh, their bodega and he hooked him up with some ridiculous sandwich. It's like it's always something It was like, bro, I I wouldn't imagine trying to eat that. Like, why? Like, this is this is like troll troll cuisine on IG or TikTok.
2: (laughs) You know, sick, yeah, bro. It's so funny. Like, um, and and I really, I'm way too nice to live in New York. Like, saying thank you was like this foreign like thing or whatever. Like, you know, I, I would tell the guy thank you at the counter and he was just like look at me mystified like what do you mean thank you? Like
3: <laughs> No, nah, like, I expect to be like, You ain't from around here, are you? Yeah.
2: yeah. I was trying to do my best to keep my talking minimum. I, I don't want nobody to notice me yeah. out here. I'm I'm straight, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah. Uh ended up flying home yesterday. Um and back to the back to the A. So um but Last week uh Dynamite and as well as NXT were on Tuesday NXT and AEW had the ratings war NXT was victorious it wasn't particularly close uh, I believe Not in, no overall viewers no Not in overall viewers I believe the NXT show was like 917 or something like that to so like maybe 609 uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the demo, uh, NXT did win point three zero to point two six. I was kind of shocked at this. I-, I thought AW would somehow like get the win, but
3: I did uh, too. But I do remember, um, I do remember Melzer talking about this, like you know the counter counterintuitive stuff as far as like the rating is different when like the time will change for New Year's that kind of stuff, or not for, mm-hmm. for like for, t- for daylight savings time. Like the, like the number one hour for RAW would be like mm-hmm. the nine o'clock hour, supposed to eight o'clock hour and stuff. So, um, one of the counterintuitive things he pointed out over the years is that like, when, a, when like old, old legends come back, the, like the numbers that like they bring in are not like the older crowd that they, that the people, that the wrestlers, you know, grew popularity with is actually like the youngsters want to see what the hype was about with the new, with the, uh, with the legend. So, yeah. um, I think that's some of that was Cena and Undertaker. Um, <laughs> possibly, but yeah, um, I was surprised too. As, you know, with the the number they beat them in the demo. Uh, obviously, I, I thought there was a chance they were going they were going to beat them with um NXT was going to beat them overall viewers. They beat their ass. Um, I am surprised that it, it's not so much that NXT did so well as much as like I'm surprised that the AEW did so poorly with a show that had two um that had stuff on that you would care about um and was done well and put together well. And uh I was just surprised by that. Um I mean I, I will file this away in the uh you know the Cop- Copeland Ain't No Damn Draw uh folder that we've Ooh. had since 2020. But uh yeah. Um God. I don't I, wonder I, about that strategy
2: though. Like um there were there were a couple things like um in the execution of the show that maybe like after the first match you're you're checked out on because you can you can pretty much predict the uh the finish to hangman and jay white after you watch swerve and danielson i mean well like, i did <laughs> I, yeah i think all of us in the group chat did and it was yeah. like you know th- this was like some classic like tv booking like you know both guys uh you know lead to the finishes and um ultimately giving copeland the main event spot there um
3: when and, you're and going, to be you are going, against... the AEW uh, main event spot on on Dynamite has always been,
2: you know. Sometimes always, it matters. Sometimes
3: it doesn't. It's only it's only a good sign when you do well. When right. it don't do well, you can't. It don't mean nothing.
2: Yeah, like um, I you know it, building the entire show around him with that particular style of match that he did, and it was just like, all right, this you know you're going against wwe with the ultimate wwe lifer essentially there and it's like the the alternative like and then you wonder like no mjf in a match no elite to be found besides a hangman um around and it's like was this uh some 4d shit you're like oh just, just take us off this week or like were, were these days scheduled off in advance like like, like what was this
3: um From the elite, I would say probably not for the part where it's like you go through it historically over and over and over. They talked about how, like, if there was no AEW, they'd be in WWE right now. They talked politely, or Omega particularly talked politely about, like, the recruiting job that Triple H did to try to bring them to WWE. They talked about when their contracts running up, how, like, they legitimately thought about, like, potentially leaving to go again or to go to WWE. uh, That time around, they ended up resigning, of course. You seen Kenny Omega be polite, you know. When people talk, try to do the thing, or try to get him into some stuff with Roman Reigns. He's like, Nah, man, that dude can wrestle. You know, I think we have some great matches. I think we do some great if we ever, you know, linked up or whatever else. I keep feeling like, you know, obviously it's just words or whatever else. Obviously, I've never gone over there, but like, I feel like they don't give a flying fuck about this, about this WWE AEW thing. But you had Cody around, you had CM Punk around, you have Tony Khan, and they're all trying to rally the base. And, like, you don't see them doing that. Like, what do you, like, I'm sure there are maybe an example here and there, and, far, and few and far between or whatever else, but, like, comparatively speaking to the people that are, like, the rabble rousers for the a, for the pro AEW crowd, like, well, both, of, well, one of them is in WWE right now. The other one uh, tried to get in WWE. And then uh, the other one is running the promotion. So it, it ain't the elite. So I don't think they give a fuck about that stuff, especially when like they repeat repeatedly, and let let Cody Rose probably tell you, I don't need to see uh, the young bucks beat the developmental guys again. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I
2: don't know. It was it was interesting. Like um, just thinking about you know because like I think we both said like this one off ratings week didn't really matter. It didn't matter to WWE a lot uh, because you know perception it, it becomes reality and you know they are trying to they've been loading up uh, NXT all year but they wanted this one badly how many of them do they bring how many shows did they bring the undertaker to how yeah. many shows that of NXT have they ever brought john cena to yeah i mean uh, you would
3: think that like if you're gonna get the undertaker to come in to do anything you'd be like maybe do that on smackdown but maybe they're like oh we're leaving smackdown anyway because they don't want us no more so let's let's you know what's the point there's
2: that yeah. Um. I. I. I think it was inter- interesting. to see what TK picked, and I. And I hope he he's not discouraged by picking. You know, largely strong wrestling to lead with, rather than all the all the goofy. Um, uh, you know, stuff.
3: Well, to be fair, that Adam Cole segment was the highest rated thing this week on that show. So we can't just necessarily say like he was out here coming guns a and He was out here trying to give us. You know. Uh, a pay per view for free, like. He had I don't go-
2: think I think
3: they went with strong matches. I, I but too. They didn't go with like. I don't think. What I'm saying is I don't think they didn't they, go crazy. Right. What I'm saying is I don't feel like they went too far out of character from what their show normally is. Correct. Yeah. Or uh, Correct. Uh, has been of the last mm-hmm. like two months.
2: Um. But yeah, like I, you know, NXT got the win, and um, this sent Tony Khan in spiraling, hysterics. Yeah. on Twitter.
3: So, um, so that some real sore winner shit. Like this man has a record uh, similar to Shuri and stardom against against WWE. It's something like he's like, like seventy five and two. two. <laughs> it just he just got the two just now, and he he, he he couldn't take it. I was like, bro, this this bro just just is charging the game. Look so, at the scoreboard.
2: So I don't have a problem with anything Tony Khan actually did except one tweet. The, under, um, the
3: Undertaker Cena one?
2: The Undertaker Cena one. I don't like that one, and I'll tell you why I don't like that one, because They still beat
3: your guys!
2: Correct. They beat your guys, and also leave the wrestlers out of it. That's true. Because it's like, you know, and, and I talk to, to people in wrestling the dead, about
3: look, it. What happens when the dead man becomes all elite?
2: You stupid. But, um... You know, they're always Look, There is that possibility. Like, you never know. Like, you know, what if Cena became available or something like yeah. that, right?
3: And that like, would be real tough. He'd be like, John Cena's all late. <laughs> well, you can't use that. That's his actual name. <laughs> <laughs> there's his <an> actual name.
2: <laughs> like, I think that, um,. I think that you should largely, if you're an executive, keep it to the executive. <laughs> Bang on Nick Khan all day, basically calm this, this soulless, you know, outsider or whatever. Call this man a rapist. Um, he did plenty you know, of that. Look, look, stick to that or whatever. Yeah. It, you know, go Stay at Triple facts. H. Go at Triple H. Go at Shawn Michaels. Stay to that. Like, but once you start bringing the wrestlers in, I think that's kind of a low blow because it's like, all right. What if someone was trying to call your wrestlers out? Now I think they he would obviously defend his wrestlers, but why even? But right, but the thing is, that? it right, seems like but, such a low blow. Right, kinda. but the
3: thing is, he's not understand. He's not understanding, or lacking the self awareness, realizing like once you do that, like you would defend your people. So like once you do that, you like if they call down the thunder upon you, you have nothing. To, you have you deserved it. You've earned it.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that that was the only thing I didn't like. And it was like stick call him a rapist and I and I saw the new defense for this thing was um He's annoying. <laughs> no, the what we're what, was saying about uh Tony Khan, they were saying he doesn't actually care about the women that was uh that that uh, When you tweet uh, that,
3: you know what that means? You don't either.
2: Look, yeah, I was gonna say. You know who really didn't care about the women? Vince McMahon. He didn't that, that, care about the women. Yes, like- <laughs>
3: yes. but once you tweet out, well, he doesn't really, he well, he doesn't really care about raising these actual concerns. Like, well, neither do you. Because why would you point something out like that? You asshole.
2: <laughs> so this is what they, this is what they're stupid doing. Tony Khan, uh, I prefer that you just keep calling Vince McMahon a rapist because there's nothing coming back from that. There's no way that, you can't lose with that card. Like, but as soon as you drop it off to like Cena, this is less than 1 million. It's like, yo, you're immediately setting up for the the mirror to be held up for, you know, the performance of your guys and, and you know, uh, the people that you got from WWE and, you know, people that in the future are like, yo, this is, this is a lot. Like, I don't think, I, I think people were freaking out a tad bit on, on like, uh, how bad this was and what it looked like. I, I was I think they were tweets like, and he's, this is not out of his character. I only didn't like one of them.
3: Yeah. I think he tweeted so much. That he, you know, it was like, I, I lost either, you know, you, you move on or you're, and then he moved on to talking about like the, the, the thing with his mom and everything it was like, it was, per, he told oh, it was yeah. personal. It was like, yeah, I about it that. can be personal at once too, but like now you're at a part of just lashing out. And now we now people get to say what they want to say about you that they felt that like you know you kept it you know in the strike down before now you out here you know you throwing at people's heads and shit in a way yeah. um so yeah
2: yeah it's um you know I and I I wonder how a lot of the wrestlers felt about it like I think there was a lot of people talking they thought, really like, thought that she yeah, was lame as fuck hey man put your phone away you know like just just move on keep it keep it you know. Keep it moving. Why? Because there's always going to be another fight. There's always going to be. Um, that,
3: that will definitely always be the case. There will always be another fight. Like get ready for next year. Get ready for when it happens. Wait, I think it happens again in what November? It happens.
2: It happens soon. It's going to be a Friday night. It's going to be SmackDown against like uh, the the day before full year because they're moving okay. Collision to Friday that night. And what is Friday? SmackDown. So. Right. You already know what they' about to do. So,
3: so what is hap- So, so did he just call a collision instead of calling rampage, or what did what did he do? They just get rid of rampage doing, that year or that I week. I think
2: they're doing collision then rampage, like right after
3: collision and then rampage. Right. Instead of doing rampage and then collision.
2: Probably yeah, it's, it's gonna be like live or something like that.
3: Okay, whatever, whatever. So,
2: um, yeah, man, uh, yeah, yeah. If it was me, like you know. I, I would not go anywhere near the wrestlers. Keep it to the executive level, and I think it comes off a little bit better. But yeah. you know, I, I can't imagine if you're <laughs> if you're like if you're Edge, right? And you wake <laughs> up and you see this, you're you're like,
4: I noticed. On, you. What the fuck?
2: Like what? Like what are you doing, Tony?
3: Like <laughs> it's just why? Right.
2: Uh, yeah! I I think you just gotta you just gotta wear it, man. Wear the L. Where it yeah. with pride. Be like, yeah. yo, this is what it took to beat us. Like if you come out, you know that. Be like, this is what it took to beat us. But I feel good about where we're at. Boom!
3: That's like a that's perfectly fine. But once you start saying, yeah, you know, Undertaker and John Cena ain't a no real draw. It's like, buddy, <laughs> <laughs> buddy, that, this, this we what are we doing? <laughs>
2: It's a lot, man. It's a lot. Yeah,
3: them, niggas, them niggas just went to the, to the fucking LA Fitness and basically doubled their viewership. <laughs> what are you talking about?
2: Crazy, man. Um. So, moving on. Uh, it's Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame season. Oh, uh, boy. The, the votes, Uh. the ballots just opened up. You know what's going on this year. It's a big year. Uh, I did send out my junkyard dog column again, got a lot of uh traction on it once again. So uh let's 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 keep it going up. And uh you know, That's oh, good.
3: That's not what I was sighing about. I was talking about the, some of the other discussions oh, we've had. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Um uh, so there there have been some changes for this year. Okay. Um and Dave calls it the deepest and most interesting ballot due to some of the new rules he's gonna try to put in to make the process fairer. He does acknowledge that no system is going to be perfect. Um, he basically says the new system is designed to make it. So the number of votes in the category is based on the number of candidates. Previously, there would be a total limit on votes, which was 10 wrestlers, yeah. and five others. And that was increased last year to account for all the tag, tag teams, teams added. Yep. What we're doing is having a different amount of maximum votes per category Based on the number of candidates in each category,
3: is that why I saw the goofy thing when like North America or modern nor- U.S. Canada had like more people you can vote for than like Japan? Japan was like three or five or some shit like that. And then yes. everything else okay,
2: okay. So he he t- basically talked about them having log. There are some log jams basically in U.S. and Canada, which is probably the strongest category last year. Is even deeper now. It has Sergeant Slaughter, Junkyard Dog, Tully Blanchard, and Arne Anderson. David Carey and Kevin Von Erich moved from modern to historical and given what, you know, what would call their hall of fame career, uh, resume is over by 1993. So, all those people are going to historical. Okay. Um, the other strength is U.S. and Canada, current wrestlers, uh, people that have possibly made great strides since the last time they were on the ballot, Seth Rollins and John Moxley, or increase their legacy, arguably, in the last year, which is Roman Reigns. Right. Um, the maximum people can be voted in on each category is based on one vote for three candidates on the ballot, stemming okay. from the latest baseball elections, which had 28 and 30 total candidates and a 10-vote max. Okay, So the rules still remain. If you can get 60% of the votes from your region, you're in. If you get less than 10%, you're off unless there's a reason based on current performance or new history that will warrant another look. If you're off, you can be put back on in two years if those reasons exist. There's a 15-year max on the ballot unless you get 15% of the vote. That rule has kept Sergeant Slaughter on the ballot for years, who's been a top finisher but can never cross the 60%. Uh, other people on the clock this year are Big Daddy, Kendo, Kendo Nagasaki and Jackie Palo, all from the UK. Uh, Big Daddy yo, has fallen off the ballot, and I'm going to report to Josh Smith directly uh, when it happens.
3: So I didn't know he was a Big Daddy voter or would be a Big Daddy voter. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard him talk about it because obviously not the drawing history or whatever else, but like people are always oh. like, yo, he was a horrible wrestler
2: question from from Nith mang uh, was tk taking shots at regal with some of those tweets
3: absolutely, absolutely. yeah the, absolutely. Whole when he, the whole part the whole part we talking about like uh he's talking about like i you know i was dealing with my mom and she was sick and or whatever else and there was tampering going on he was talking about two people one in particular was was regal
2: yep um so like there is um uh, <laughs> there's a lot of candidates here i'm not gonna go through all of them but um
3: Go through the main ones for U.S. Canada.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave out the historical one. JYD, go ahead, vote it. Uh, the modern or, U.S. and Canada. Or go through
3: any notable ones that for this show, for the people that, you know, when we talk about them on the show or we've talked about them on the show, I guess. Yep.
2: So, like, the, the modern U.S. and Canada, the candidates are Mark and Jay Briscoe, the Young Bucks, Edge, Bill Goldberg, Matt and Jeff Hardy, Becky Lynch, Moxley, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall as a tag team. Paul Ordenorff, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, CM Punk, Roman Reigns, Trish Stratus, and Rick and Scott Steiner.
3: Okay. How many people would you vote for on that list?
2: Um, I would vote for, let's see, Uh, I would be a no on the Briscoes just because I don't have enough familiarity with Fair them. Fair uh, Young Bucks, Slam Dunk, absolutely. Yep. yep. Edge, no. Yep. Uh, Goldberg... Yes,
3: <laughs> I wouldn't vote for him, but he'd be in a maybe pile.
2: Yeah, I, I think I'll say yes on on Goldberg, Matt and Jeff Hardy is a tag team. Uh, I'm gonna go no. Um, It'd be my maybe pile. Uh, Becky Lynch, not yet, but she's making a great case.
3: Definitely a maybe um, pile, especially considering like what has happened with that division, and you looking around at like or U.S. Women's, and you look at like she's one of the few bright spots we got.
2: Right. Yeah, um, John Moxley, absolutely. I would vote yep. for him.
3: Yep, he is. Sl- he, he's a lot for me.
2: Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. I'm gonna go no.
3: I'd put them in the Goldberg, maybe Paul. Uh,
2: Paul Orndorff, yes, I would go with. Okay. Uh, I don't have an Rand-
3: answer on, Paul, on Orndorff because you know I don't watch '80s wrestling like that.
2: Randy Orton. I'm in. The, I'm in the maybe on that. I'm he's in my. Yes,
3: I'll put, yes. He's in my vote for him eventually, but not right now.
2: Seth Rollins. He is a no for me.
3: I'd vote for him eventually, but not right now.
2: CM Punk. I've been thinking about this for a while. I voted for him. I, w- I would have voted for him each of the last two years. Actually, every single previous year. And this is hard. This is hard, man. I feel like I got I to gotta ding him this year. You would have voted for him for all... How many years have he been on the ballot? Uh, he's been on the ballot for a while, actually. Five years, six years. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the exact number of okay. years. All
3: right. Well, I would. I'd vote for him. I'd vote for him.
2: I would have voted for him last year. Um, I, I would have voted for him last year, and I think just the if it was just the press conference and the fight, I would have still voted for him. I think when we're talking about like positive historical significance, like I feel like getting fired from like the only real alternative like after more fighting after being this cancer like this stuff has to be accounted for at least once um and yeah i I just i would not feel good about like calling him a, a positive historical contributor um I would, Positive historical significance. I would,
3: pipe bomb don't happen. To AEW never happens. So I, I, like, I, you say he's a, he's, he's tried to fuck it up or whatever. I'll like say two years or four years down the line, but it never even gets to year one of not for him at being with either. So I, for me, that doesn't change like how I feel. Like you can say he's an asshole. Or, I mean, he was an asshole a decade ago too. Um, so yeah, I, I'd vote him in. And like, there are plenty of people uh, that have done a lot worse at an Observer Hall of Fame than, than uh, try to fight somebody and try to fight a Booker, so or, or whatever, try to put hands on a Booker. So yeah, or yeah. uh, get some backroom fights. I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
2: Um, what else we got? Roman Reigns. Mm.
3: He was a no for me. Um, and now before I read that, uh, before I read the article, who wrote that, by the way?
2: Case Low. So, Same guy yeah. that wrote the Young Bucks column.
3: Yeah. So case. So, uh, is it case or Casey? Case Low. Okay. So case. He. Uh, case Low. He. Uh, he wrote this. Roman Reigns is not uh, an Observer Hall of Famer right now, and um, a lot of the stuff is things that I was like, yeah, that's the reason why I wouldn't vote for him. Uh, there are some things that I think are um, a bit unfair to him. I uh, to Roman Reigns in his regard to like pulling up the match you know, his WrestleMania things, whatever it's like, bro, do you want to do that with Hulk Hogan? Mm-hmm. Like, is like, that like, that's not, that, that doesn't make a observer hall of famer, whether or not like you, you, the biggest show of the year, you had these great things and you know, whatever it is, what it is. But that was a strike against him in his, in his eyes. But like, for me, it's just like, if you're, if you're going to vote for him to be in based off the strip, of his last two years or since 2021 or whatever else. Okay. But don't you have to look at like what he was and when they were fucking him up left and right from 2014 to 2020. People aren't people aren't doing that. They're just saying like, well, he's he, he's the biggest thing in the he's yeah, here he's now. Actually, he's the biggest thing now over the last two years. Like, cool. What about la- what about those first seven years when it wasn't even his fault? It was Vince McMahon fucking him up left and right. So it's like, all right, what do you got? To, so you know, what do you got to show for it? As far as the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, not pro wrestling, you know, not not you know, Alley, the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Like you Yo. look, at, you go through their year by year, voting for Flair thez for Mo- most outstanding, for uh, best Few, for best on interviews, for most charismatic. You can end up in a, I'm sorry, in Wrestling Observer's eyes, you can almost tell the story of pro wrestling this decade without him aside from the Shield stuff Shield stuff included yeah you have to talk about him outside of that you don't and you can't say that about Moxley you can't say that about Ro- about even Rollins
2: yeah I think with, with Roman like um, and one thing to look at is the Flair Thez award shares yep. which I think tells a huge story which basically accounts then, for top top 10 finishes yep. Yep. Uh, and, and however many years that, that you had to do do it Roman Reigns is number forty nine all time. Do you know when who's comes... around in
3: that when you talk about that? Like who? who I sure you do. Can you can give an example so people understand like that exactly what we're talking about as far as a non-entity in, the, in these awards?
2: Okay, so the the peop, people that he's around um, when it comes to number <laughs> in in the forties here, yeah. Bob Sapp. And this is all time. Yeah. Or whatever. This is yeah. this is not just this decade or whatever, right? Shingo Takagi, someone who's not in the Observer Hall of Fame. A
3: person who literally was in Dragon Gate until, you know, three, four years ago, five years ago.
2: Brock Lesnar is uh, number 46. Yuji Nagata, number 45. And I think if you... Compare these people's pushes. I think Roman Reigns being number forty nine all the time is shambolic, in that sense. Um, and we're talking about the, the 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 very top of this thing is like you're talking about Ric Flair, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kenta Kabashi Kazushi Kiz- Kiz- Okada, uh, M- Mister Armasawa, Kenny Omega, John Cena, Keiji Muto, Where's Steve Austin. Coming up soon? Kenny Omega is number seven on yeah. the list. Yeah. Um, or excuse me. Every, timer. yeah, he's actually number six, but the yeah. the way it's listed here is yeah. like it starts on the second cell. So I, no. uh, Roman okay. is actually number forty eight. Excuse me. Okay.
3: Now I remember looking at that uh, sometime last year, um, because we were talking about like you know, I think it was, it was because it made me think because last year we were doing we were talking about Okada. Okada got in last year, two years ago last year last actually year.
2: 2021
3: he got in yeah yeah so um so it's two years ago i looked at it for the first time the award share stuff because i was like i was you know i'm always big into like looking at award share stuff for like barry so you, people get a proper understanding of how fucking cold barry bonds was or how cold Mike, michael jordan lebron was like in kareem um i will look at like mvp award share so you can get an idea of like it's not just that these people won this award you know four times or five times or six times or or whatever else is that they like not only did they win it a certain number of times is that like they finished top three top four top five top six a decade like that's shows the kind of dominance people have on display so um like so for me like when people talk you know want to talk them stuff about like you know Steph may have made you know they say number of rings as as LeBron I'm like cool bro like how many top five finished Steph got in MVP? How many? Oh, LeBron's finished top two more times than Steph's ever finished top ten. What? What do we? Are you just you're you're doing the you're doing the funny goofy thing? Oh, okay, I get it. I get it. This this ain't actual conversation worth actually having. Like let alone the part where it's like seeing him play in the finals. All the times when the talent Steph was actually better than him in the final, whatever. So um, that was the thing that like I was looking at like. I remember uh, saying to you, it's like, we were talking about the MVP award share back then. I was like, bro, like, this is the reason why, like, I, I, I say, like, think Okada is like, I think he's going to be the greatest ever. Or or Omega is like one of the greatest ever. It's like, look at their award share. And they've only, you know, especially someone like Omega, like, he only really got on here in like 2016. Right. Right, and it's like it just bro, started,
2: like, like yeah, started top five, top five, two, three, one, one, two, three, like that.
3: right. And think of and think of the era he's in when there's a Bushi around and Naito around and, and his Ishii around and Chingo comes in um, at, at certain points. So Osprey comes comes on. Like, this is a really talented fucking era. And for for you know someone like Moxley uh, to come out of WWE and someone like Omega like to come out of uh, DDT, go to New Japan and start doing this, it's like it's really impressive. That it kind of like And also Shingo, Shingo just comes out of, you know, comes into the, it comes from where they were, hops into the environment and just thrives in a way at a high level compared to the rest of the world. It's like, this should be appreciated over the short amount of time that they've been here compared to someone like a Tanahashi, someone like a Naito, someone like an Okada even, even given the age. Like, it's, it's really impressive. There's like, they've already like... You know, and like they're Roman, like they are like the Giannises and the Jokic's if you know if you don't think they've been in the game long enough, they're not old money yet. It's like, no, they're already like top twenty five, top twenty ever. You just don't like, really recognize that because like you don't like the way they wrestle, because they don't like, wrestle like Ric Flair or, or Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart.
2: Like for Shingo Takagi to essentially come on to the radar. In a serious Flair as candidate in 2019 and already be above Roman Reigns all time, right? While Roman Reigns has been the top guy in WWE essentially since 2015, like I think that says, like, yeah, that's a that tells a big story, especially when John Moxley's number 27 above right. The Rock,
3: right? Now, especially now, now look, um, going through all this, there is absolutely, and um, I'm not disagreeing with this because there there is some to this. There are, like, you look at those awards or whatever else, there is a great degree of people hating his push and wanting to end the awards reflect their disgust for his push, right? Um, I'm not going to disagree with any of that because it's there. However, when you go through the year-by-year stuff, when we were watching the main roster every single week covering on this show, every single week up until, like, 2019. So it ain't like we've missed... You know, we 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 just fell off and never watched any of this. Like we were there watching this stuff. You know, from the time he got the the, the rocket strap to him and then in that rumble to, you know, his comeback for WrestleMania thirty five. We saw all of that week to week, and you compare that to New Japan, or you should compare that to from Russell Kingdom nine to Kenny Omega leaving uh in New Japan and starting AEW. Um, all of that stuff, it's like, okay, so you mean it t- So I was there for all that stuff, and we saw all the NXT takeover stuff. We didn't, we're not even gonna get into what was happening in Joshi. We're not gonna get into what happened in Ring of Honor. We're not gonna get into what happened in WXW. We're not gonna ha- get into what happened in Mexico. You go through those year by year votes, and you say, what were the best 10 to 5 matches of, of 2015 through 2019 or 20? How many of those matches are you going to say, honestly, were Roman Reigns matches? you would say, okay, uh, let's go to 14 to give you even fair. So you would say some of those Shield, a couple of those Shield Wyatt matches. Okay, cool. The first Brock Lesnar Roman match for WrestleMania 30, 31, cool. What else would you say in particular year would be, uh, you want to say, um... Maybe the, the tri- you give them a AJ Styles match. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah one of those. Uh, the Roman or, or sorry, the uh, the triple threat match. But even then, for,
2: uh, that's just that's a, it's a four and a half star match.
3: But, but and I look, but I'm, but I'm just saying, look, like... there's
2: a lot of four and a half star matches like around the r- world. Right,
3: like, right. It, 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 four and a half star <laughs> match is like a, it's like a fringe match of the month contender.
4: Right, right. Yeah.
3: So, um, but if you say okay, throw out uh, we we cut off at 2020, but let's say at 2021. Oh, the the last Brian Daniels, the last Daniel Bryan Roman match, the Triple Threat match for WrestleMania, they'll full tack those on, even though we're, we're out of, outside of that criteria. We even talk about okay. None, of, some of the, a couple of those matches might should be uh, should be top ten for the year for for the year in the world, if you want to say that, right, or, or at least in honorable mention. None of them shits is top five best matches in, in a particular year worldwide. Then you go through, all right. What are his best feuds in his career? Okay, Strowman, uh, the on and off stuff with uh, with Brock, the on and off stu- stuff stuff with, with Rollins, Shield versus Wyatt. They only lasted for like three fucking weeks because they decided they wanted to have them uh, beat the hell out of uh, out, out of out of Kane and, 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 and the New Age Outlaws instead of having that fucking match at WrestleMania Thirty. Dumbasses. Um... Uh, I mean, something I'm missing. Roman Reigns versus Jey. So, legit our actual one, like and I, oh AJ Styles, Demi's right? Aim. Let's say AJ. Let's say AJ. Throw that on there, right? And that was only two show. That was only two matches, I believe. So, all right, you want to compare that to like the best that we saw around the world? Like, like he was wrestling. He was wrestling Samoa. He was wrestling Samoa Joe in the summer 2018, and then he had the match with. Uh, with the 4 away with Strowman and Joe and Lesnar. All right, you want to compare that to stuff like in 2018, like you know, <laughs> Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Kata. Do you want to compare? Do you want to compare that to stuff like Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito? You know what I'm saying? Do you want to compare that to any of the stuff you saw in in the B block in 2018? G1.
2: Versus Omega versus Ibushi.
3: Right. Right, it's like nah, man. These things don't compare. And, and oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but move back. Do you want to compare it? To, and you say we were all talking about this fucking Japanese wrestling, James? Okay. Do you want to compare it to Johnny Gargano versus uh, Andrade CN Almas, or Johnny Gargano versus uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa from two thousand eighteen?
2: Not allowed, James. You, that's, you, that's that. That's that. That's that NXT wrestling.
3: Yeah. Uh, like, do you want to talk about any of the things Ricochet was doing in two thousand eighteen? Be like well, that. Don't that don't count. It's the same fucking promotion. It's not even like we're not even talking about like a different country or a different style. We're talking about WWE versus WWE. So, so like, and you can do that literally year to year to year in Roman's career for them first from two thousand fifteen or fourteen through two thousand twenty until he came back. Uh, at, it was that summer twenty twenty right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can do that whole thing. So it's like cool. Hey, if, I,
2: I think like, we should mention this it's not that we're being unnecessarily hard on Roman. We have these questions about Roman Reigns that we wouldn't, that we have for other people. Cause I don't feel like all, all all people's cases aren't the same. Right. So I feel like Reigns presents like when you look at him, it's like, all right, if you were pushed this hard, right. If you were pushed this, like uh, basically they would not like change from the plan, anything. I better be getting some out of this. Like as a fan, what what do I get out of this? Like, what what do we see? Like, all right, yeah, y'all y'all just like uh, the amount of WrestleMania main events. Is, like, I don't care. They pick people for that shit. Like, <laughs> like 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 what does your resume say? Like, what does your performance say? Mm-hmm. Like, you know.
3: It, it, and I'm trying to be fair to him. Is like, look, they set him up for tele L's all throughout that whole seven year run, but. The production is the production slash like uh the quality is is what it is. Like, I understand that they sent him for these L's. Therefore, I don't, I'm not holding it against him when I'm not voting for him. This is Vince McMahon's fucking fault we're fucking this guy up. Like, don't don't get it twisted or missed or a screwed. Like, I, my he's not an observer Hall of Famer. It has nothing, that has little to do with Roman Reigns, Joe Anoeye. It has to do with Vince and Kenny McMahon fucking this guy up all them years. So, like. I'm just I'm just looking at him like, oh, bro, the promos, the stuff they had to do at the beginning to fuck him up, the part where they brought Daniel Bryan back fucked him up, uh, the part where they moved, uh, they were about to make um, Cena and Dang, or I'm sorry, and Brian, the, 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 uh, the mid-card champions or the tertiary champions or whatever you want to call them so he could be the top guy or whatever else. Like, all of that stuff Like a year injury, too early. Right, all that injury stuff and then there's also like another part when they talk about like he's a super, he's a superstar status like, all right, let's go back to when John Cena basically more or less hung it up in 2018 and you want to go into your, and you want to go into your Google search history. All right. Um, and go through that and, and check the popularity of WWE from 2018 when John Cena hung that shit the fuck up until like the last two years. It went fucking down. He was the guy on top. That's Vince's fault. But like, that doesn't mean I, because he because fu- Vince fucked up, I'm going to make him an observer Hall of Famer. It's a different criteria. It's not a, it's not a WWE Hall of Fame. It's not a pro wrestling Hall of Fame. It's a nerds dork analytics Hall of Fame, historian Hall of Fame. Like Sting took forever for Sting to get in. Luger ain't in. Kind of the same problem. Guys that look like, guys that look in and, and it can be carried and, tre- and can be superstars to a generation of people that like don't know no better necessarily or have a short reference of what they're looking at, but like over and over, people around them fucked them up. I don't hold it against seeing that Sting wasn't observed Hall of Fame for years when he should have been because, you know, Hogan said, that's not gonna work for me, brother, and motherfucker fucked the finish over a tan. No! They <laughs> fucked it up! You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. There's plenty of guys, like, Roman's not the first guy and won't be the last guy that gets looked at and says, we're pushing this guy no matter what, and then it doesn't work the way they expect it to. It finally did, thank God. But what we've gotten has been these last two years, two years and change, but doesn't mean that, like, these years before never happened. They did. They fucking count, too.
2: They count. And I, I I think it's quite lazy to hand wave it and say, he's the biggest guy in the business right now. I'm like, all right. Like you know, like what if this shit like stops working? Like, <laughs> like, like what if people decide they 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 open their eyes one day, James, and they realize, hey man, just like at SummerSlam this year, like that shit ain't work. Like, like the the money's the money. Like J shit. Yeah, the yeah. J Uso shit. That's I'm another. Like, yeah. That's another
3: part about it is like they talk about like, well, look how well they've done the last you know year and change. Like, yeah, because he's been presenting as a top guy for so long. And then two fucking guys that were gigantic heroes came on the scene to like they could topple the guy, and people were interested in seeing him being toppled. That's how pro wrestling has always worked. And normally those guys get the belt and then you run with them for a certain amount of time. They didn't do none of that. This is this is worse than Hollywood Hogan. At least Hogan lost the shit. Like, well, sure what the too. fuck? For sure. Yeah. But yeah, my know. my 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 point for me is like, Roman got this shit to a certain level there was people that were actual threats. People saw it could be threats to actually do it. Like whether it was Sammy or Cody and it took the fuck off. That's a, that's a, that would be, I would say that is a, uh, that is a feather in the cap to Roman Reigns. that like, he could be presented at this level and people buy him to where like, they want to see him get beat so badly. They're Man. willing to invest in that. Right. But once you beat the once you beat the challengers, it goes right back down into the shits. And then you get it with the Jay Uso shit. And now Jay's not even on the same, not even on the same fucking shelf. So like you really? gotta be so like there's there's credit to be given to Roman Ford this last year and a half, absolutely. Like I'm still, but, he, the, but like, I'm not gonna I'm not pretend saying, that he's John fucking Cena. I'm not like, doing it.
2: Like I'm not saying I'm committed to voting no forever. on Same, him, right? Same. Like like I'm 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 I think it would take an act of God for me to vote for Seth Rollins, right?
3: But, and I personally think, and I've said this to you, I think Seth's case is a lot better than Roman's. Mm-hmm. a lot better because the three criteria is normally like is influence on the business and, uh, and the wrestlers work rate and then program slash talking on other stuff. And it's like, you historically Roman or Seth has the better matches consistently has the better matches, more memorable matches, and he has the better fuse historically. So I'm like, I understand that one was pushed at the t- as a as to be the A guy and one one was gonna be like the Roman is Cena is meant to be Cena and Seth is meant to be Orton, but it's like what this is like if Orton was actually like gave a fuck and was good all the goddamn time to a certain level. <laughs> and, you know, so it's like I I look at I look at Seth and I'm like I understand he's corny, he's a dork and he's and a lot of people do not like him behind the scenes and they got a whole established gossip, he's got to carry the torch for whatever else or, or not talk bad on him or whatever else it is what it is but like the dude has a body of work that is impressive for a wwe in-ring talent is he a is he Shawn michaels fuck no is he bret hart fuck no is he johnny gargano fuck no is he is he gunther walter fuck no no nah, i'm not saying that but like you look at his decade; it, it's it's pretty impressive, given you know what the what the actual top cream of the crop is in ring in WWE historically is. He is one of the best ever. Does he have match year contenders? No, but he keeps going out there and clock and keep giving you those three to three quarters to three and a, to four and a quarter like clockwork, barring something stupid, really stupid happening to stop him from doing able doing it. So yeah, I, I I would I would vote for I'd be more likely to vote for him than than Roman at this point. But I, they're not notes I, forever for me. Something can change. Yeah,
2: I I would be willing to review Roman in the future, depending on how this all ends up. Like with this huge title reign, we can we can look back at it and, and, and historically contextualize it. Yeah, uh, I I think he's still making his case personally. Yeah. Like, and I know people will be like, start cr- grabbing their uh, pearls and think we're insane and yeah. everything. But nah, man. Like there was a lot of failure that happened on yeah. that guy's watch. Yeah. Also. And, I don't. Okay, I don't think we should just wash it away, right? <laughs> at right. the first sign of like,
3: oh, we can throw our pom poms now, right? Like <laughs> he, like he's kind of like the first round of draft pick that's is basically showed up on a different team, and now he's playing like a pro bowler, and it's like, yeah, there was we supposed to pretend like the, the first few years didn't didn't happen, right? He's like, come on, now those happen. Um. So also another part about the uh, the Jeslo column, the part that I thought was um. Unfair to him in, in the wrong way. Like, he was talking about like the influence on the business and saying, like, if this blood like the bloodline shit is not a good influence because look at what's happening to my precious AEW, and AEW is now going the way of the, the storytelling, MJF, Adam Cole, soap opera of bromance and the who-done it thing. And I'm like, that's not a good point for you, seeing that. that's your highest-rated segments now. I know you don't like it. I don't like it. However, it's doing the best business for them. So to say that like, it's a negative while it's actually, in fact, financially a positive for them actually is like, you're, 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 you're too caught in the trees to get off your spew and venom about Roman reigns. Sorry. But I, there were parts that I was like, yep. And other parts are like no in that column. And that one was like, nah, man, you're going to you, you like, you should have let that whole two paragraphs out or three paragraphs, whatever it was out.
2: Got Trish Stratus uh, no. Um,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> and Rick and Scott Steiner
3: oh, as a tag team, I'd be willing to consider it. All those, ta- most of those tag teams, I would actually consider it as tag teams, like the Scott, like the national hall, the, um, them, there was, what was the other team? The Hardys. Hardys. I would, I would, I would consider them. Um, you know, but like, maybe it's the thing where like, I'm not judging them as a tag team act compared to the way that I the standard. I judge singles acts and that, I don't know if that's unfair or not. I don't know what the historical legacy is, uh, for, for Hall of Fame tag teams and, uh, and the Observer newsletter to be good. Like,
2: I think I'll be like, safe. Not everybody's
3: going to be holding the army. This not everybody's going to be like, you know, Manamato and Natoshi Yamada. Right? Um, so yeah, uh.
2: I'm, I'm gonna stay oh, no. safe and, ju- and just vote for the Bucks this year and worry about the other tag teams another time. Uh, uh, that's what with,
3: with my with my
2: non-existent vote. Right, um, right. <laughs> Japan has a three-vote maximum here, so the candidates are the Beauty Pair, uh, Shima Sato- Satoshi Kojima and Tenzan as a tag team, uh, Yoshiaki Fujiwara, uh, Hayabusa, Antonio noki and Seki Sekaguchi, Tomohiro Ishii, Mako Satomura. Shingo uh, Takagi and Manami Toyota and Toshio Yamada as a tag team. No, I think I'm going with uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Shingo Takagi, and Shima.
3: I I don't know how to vote on that one because I'm favoring the tag teams more as far as historical. Nofe is on
2: as a tag. Right, right. Nuth mang.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I I. I, I have a hard time not voting for Beauty Pier immediately just because of, you know, um, their historical significance and also the amount of bust they put in seats. Um, so that, you know, but, like, I can't tell you how good, like, uh, Maki Ueda or, or Jackie Sato, the a source I can't tell you. Can't speak on it. Um, but, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, and that one's gonna be tough because, like, three is, that's that's really hard to, to that's gonna that's gonna be a lot of people. That's um, tough. Yeah, that's like, real tough.
2: Like they let Naito in now, and it's almost like, all right, let's. I think it's gonna be a couple of years before some new like people get on. Yeah. So it's like this is the time Tomohiro Ishii try to run to the podium,
3: run run to the podium. What is his percentage look like last year?
2: I think he was in the
3: forties. If I'm not really, mistaken. I'll have to look. That sounds um, more optimistic than I was expecting.
2: Yeah, I, I was betting something
3: like he's in the 30s or something like that. Um, um,
2: okay. Yeah, I I'll just go with Shima. Uh I I'll, I'll say why and mm-hmm. I I think when we talk about influence, yep. um I I find it hard to point to many more um influential guys and historically significant guys than Shima with all the people that he's kind of um, you know, influenced in his career. And like the the style and the the trios and basically like, I think when we talk about people's styles winning, like <laughs> you gotta gotta name Shima there. Yeah. Um And you know with uh, Ishii and Shingo,
3: they're two of the weirdest wrestlers in ring forms ever seen yeah, in my life. Just like,
2: just just yeah. just like when we, when Dave says when someone is so strong in one category is overwhelming. These guys are the walking definitions of it.
3: Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, that's like, I, you know, I've said this to you before. I think, I think Ishii might be the greatest mid card in ring performer ever. Like, it's not a person gets main events. This person is go, so you got 13, 12, 10 minutes to go out there, and he, he's giving you some of the greatest matches you've ever seen in 10 minutes or, or 15, sub 15 minutes.
2: Yeah, so there's, um, there's some other categories, but that, that was pretty much, um, you know, the like yeah, not, also, look,
3: I'm not gonna pretend to know what the fuck's going on yeah. in the UK. Not
2: yeah, or Mexico, or Mexico. I, I don't really know too much nope. uh, on that side, so Nope. If um, I know their
3: name they should be out. Uh, they should be on. That's kinda how <laughs> it goes. If I know their name, they should be in. Oh, uh, there's a novel. What do you mean Blue Panther ain't in? Run it off. What the fuck is Negro an Casas? Like <laughs> I better see one, two, three, and all four of them Vianos in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fuck you, me and Conan ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about a draw? What about K Dog? <laughs> <laughs> Influence? That motherfucker say hey, that little kid over there, put him in. <laughs> that kid's gonna be Rey Mysterio Jr. That's influence. You know, he changed the whole trajectory of the sport. You know, no is. He he got to be in there. He'd be, like, the he'd be like, bro, he'd be like, hey, Conan is a branch rigging for size and wrestling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh,
3: man. Oh, yeah,
2: but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's great. This,
3: this segment turned out so much better than I was expecting it. It really did. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, so, um, uh, there's a. Uh... To um so um uh, yesterday actually uh big happy birthday goes out to Kenny Omega turned forty years old yesterday oh, wow. um so I I became so
3: uh, that's that's Ken- the real reason why we do the show you was out there celebrating
2: oh man I, I was celebrating from from asleep you know I was <laughs> I was out of there but uh uh yeah Kenny Omega turned forty years old yesterday um this is like um, I I I was basically saying, uh, May became my favorite wrestler in between the semifinals of the 2016 G1 and the finals, okay. and when you think about other wrestlers that you know uh, around their their age forty year um like you're talking about people like rick flair in 89 um <laughs> there was uh aj styles i think uh, about five years ago mm-hmm. um what was was in his age four year hiroshi tanahashi uh was that around like 2017 mm-hmm. i want to say Bret hart 1997 brew haven that's a good one um and it's like all right we've seen enough of their career to really get like you know a picture of who this wrestler was and i don't know exactly what it'll be after they turn 40 but mm-hmm. my fucking god like can we like just appreciate what the hell this guy has given to us like it it's been about a uh you know i started watching new japan Wrestle Kingdom nine as james you know brought up earlier uh and that was the first time i ever watched kenny omega and he was he was a junior he's a junior heavyweight champion um, taking on, I believe it was Taguchi, and I was like, "Yo, they move so fast! Like it, like I, I thought. Like you know, the athleticism and the, the change of direction and everything like that. I was like, I'm gonna keep my eye on that on that Ken Omega guy because he's like got like I had heard like some of the stuff like with with Talk is Jericho where, when they were talking about him and right. um, and I was young like, yo,
3: it was like, he's crazy. Raw. When we were talking, you know, because that was we're talking about the one with uh Neville and Miss uh, Sami Zayn, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they were talking about like, there's this guy that wrestled a blow up doll, and they're trying like, oh, that's fucking up and you find years later, like, oh, that's a Bushi. hmm That's interesting. I just saw him have a match with Nakamura. I didn't even realize that was him. Okay. No right. wonder he's incredible. He can wrestle blow up doll and have a great match.
2: Right. Um, so like when I you know, I, I from there I started following Omega. Omega starting
3: with the nine year old kid.
2: Yep, can't forget that. Um, <laughs> I think that match. I don't know if I've like ever like given my like full thoughts on that. Why not now? Um, I, I remember
3: think you it is, me, but not on air. I think yeah.
2: like I think that it is one of the most quintessential demonstrations of like what pro wrestling is. It's like danger. Like, look, it looks like some some danger is about to happen you're one you're wondering like what is this and then ultimately like you're protecting the opponent there's an element of drama to it there's a element of something you can't believe happening and then there's like just this uh
3: great comedy is too. Is,
2: is, is this something you can't turn away from like every time it comes up on my my feed somewhere it's a three minute video I watch it every time and <laughs> um it, it's just awesome and then you know from there just uh you know i i was fortunate to you know be watching the g1 live as all this stuff was happening and uh remember when the g1 and then uh of course you know the 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 feud with okada and it was just like just one of the most defining wrestlers like uh, of my of my lifetime uh is this guy and it's it's amazing kind of the um the level that he is he has gone from unappreciated to i think Appreciated to a certain level and then there's like there's always something weird with him like where people just like just don't like him somewhere but like everything this guy does like in these interviews this guy comes off as like the most humble kind of guy like i i think he worked a lot of people earlier in his career like with the with the stuff where and the he, thing was, he was actually a
3: dick he was actually a hill yes
2: yeah. like like where he was like yeah man uh, all you dudes in Orlando need to fucking take notes. Like, you know, like all that stuff he used to say, like after those G1 press conferences, the backstage where they got all the beer lined up that he was not drinking.
3: Um. Oh, by the way, that's a that's a Pearl beer. Yeah. Nasty. 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 Really? I, I when I so from New Year's when I was in Japan, like I got a, I got a uh, what do you call it? A strong zero. Uh-huh. I got two strong zeros and I also got a Suro. I tried that Su. I was like, nah, this, this this ain't for me. Not it. This ain't yeah, for stick me. To the Zima. I'm, I'm sure it's for <laughs> I didn't I didn't even see the Zima. Like I bet it like I was like, I'm sure it's for somebody because it's damn sure popular, but it ain't for me. Um But the Strong Zero, I was looking into actually uh like trying to order some of that because they they you they do ship it over here or no, whatever. It's... But uh I was thinking that for FOH but you know I think FOH my drink is gonna be uh some Jack and Pepsi. I think that's what's mm. going to be my my uh for for this year. But yeah. Uh anyway, <laughs> back to what you were saying. Nasty um, nasty beard Omega. But yeah,
2: like like the beer was sitting there and it, you know, he was working these people and then like a lot of people like held on to
3: that stuff. Donovan like, Dickhead, was, that was another one.
2: Yeah, like yeah. he, you know, and, and is he 100% innocent in that stuff? No, no. because like obviously no. this guy is like no. phenomenal wrestler, he's going to toot his own horn a little bit, but like when we're talking about like this man being harassed at random during these WWE pay per views on Twitter uh, by people. A lot of that stuff has stopped, kind of now. But there was mm-hmm. like a just a there was a period they just treat this guy like crazy. Of course, the the Cornet Army that has yeah. always uh, chastised them, and you know, it's the homophobes, the homophobes, the, the the pure elitists, the the people that were yeah. were upset that he yeah. that he jumped jumped the line uh, in New the, Japan. The Naito fans Yeah, Yeah. Um, Yeah. and it's just like I think this guy has had just one of the most phenomenal careers, and a lot of this stuff, like, popped off, like, a little bit later than, you know, you would like. This is largely, like, a seven-year period between his age 33 year and now he's turning 40, and it's just, Mm -hmm. like, it's a testament, I think, to someone like, um, like, for example, like, Swerve's around that age now. Swerve's, like, 33 years old. Yeah. And then it's like, imagine what his next seven
3: years look like.
2: Right. Like, and then, you know, Kenny, back to him.
3: Okay. I would say what's actually interesting, more interesting is like, think of like what we saw, you know, think of what I thought of Swerve in 2019 when I first saw him. Mm -hmm. And think of, you know, him going through NXT and then where he's at now. And it's like my opinion of him as far as his level of working ability and like in the ring, has not changed. I thought, the things that he's doing in the ring is the things I thought he could, he was able to do and was actually capable of in 2019. Now, mm-hmm. imagine if you're Kenny Omega and you're wrestling them, Ken- them Kota Bushi match and in Sh- in Shinkiba first ring in the early 2010s and shit and you're out here taking Hurricane Ronald off the top rope to the fucking mat on the floor, right? And you finally get your shot in 2016 to go run it and then you go out there and you reel this off. It's like, I don't give a damn how humble he comes off on the screen. That's a dude that has to be aware of or confident in his abilities to uh, and to be like, yeah, this is happening. I'm glad it's finally happening. I was this good X number of years ago. My body wasn't as broken up as it is now. I've had to come up all these different ways and work around. Like, when you talk about that story about like when Okada dropped on him with that dropkick and now he had the Vertigo, yeah. he's had Vertigo ever since then until, That's you know, crazy. recent time off. It's like, you mean to tell me he's had, uh, but my, uh, you know, the two best matches I've ever seen in my life with fucking Vertigo? What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like, I, I I I can say nothing else. But the guy's a cyborg, right. you know. Aside from that, you oh, know. I'm sorry, cut- I,
3: I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot the 2017 G1 final. The three best matches I've seen in my life were all Kenny Omega involved in them. <laughs> <laughs> it's um <laughs> all of Vertigo.
2: <laughs> Vertigo Kenny. Yeah. You know. Imagine if he didn't have Vertigo. Right. Oh fuck. Um. But yeah man just like um you know seeing that that seven year period in his career now and it's and it's pretty interesting now like the guy still um goes out there this year i think he's got like in the wrestling server newsletter he's got at least like five or six over five five star above matches this year or whatever and it's just like yeah, man, like this, like, <laughs> and and people always want more from this guy. He, they always want more. And one day he's going to be Why can't you wrestle back. every week? One day he's going to reach back and is not going to be there. But today is not that day. Is the schedule going to be cut down a little bit? Yeah. It started It, it, it kind of already down. has. Yeah. Like, the, the schedule is cut down. But damn, like, this nigga gave, look at the work this nigga's giving us. Right. And if you can, look.
3: It's, like, it's almost like when we talk about like, uh you know, like when we talk about like Chris Paul or LeBron, he's like, damn, bro, you know, eight minutes, they only playing like 31 minutes a game now or whatever else, or more particular, Chris. It's like, yeah, but do you remember when he was playing 33? you remember when he was playing 36? How ridiculous that, uh, that we Like, I understand, they're old. Like, time comes for everyone. Time comes for everyone. Still appreciate the part where like, this person can't really do, they can't really <laughs> work with that, that workload that he used to but, like, in limited time, he can still be about, like, 95% facsimile of what he was when he was incredible. And he's st- and that's still incredible. So, like, appreciate that before it's all gone and zapped. Yeah.
2: So, big happy birthday uh, goes out The big Kenny, uh, you know, 40. And, uh, you know, him and Ibushi, both 40 now. Uh, Tetsu Naito turned 40 earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, like these are the guys like that that defined like this last like Okada's 35 I think now or 36 he's yeah. about to be yeah. um Danielson 42 Um, uh, and, and like these are the you know and, and I got to say I'm not necessarily embracing the early 30s wrestler as many of them right now right so you know like people talk like there there are guys that I I like that I think are right. great like you know, there's there's three in particular I'm thinking of that I like. You know, is Hangman Swerve and uh, an Osprey, right? Mm-hmm. After that, it's like, yo, I'd like to see some more people get in this class that can basically basically become the new guys that are gonna basically dominate their 30s. Essentially, I think he's 35, maybe okay. 36. Okay. Um, and you know, just appreciate these guys because like you know, whether it's age, injury, whatever, uh, the Bucks are getting older like yep. that. I think Matt Jackson's 38, if I'm not mistaken. So, okay. it's like, you know, FTR, uh, those guys are, I think, around 37, 38. So, these dudes have put in a lot of years, like, doing this shit, and like, it's just amazing. Like, honestly, the, some of the stuff they've done, and, you know, I, I appreciate them. And, um, yeah, you know, get, let, let's... Let's let's move the game forward, but also a, pre, a, a acknowledge the the game that 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 the, the right. tape that these niggas got.
3: Right, like this, we talk we like, we talk about this all the time. Like you know, there are people. cast is like. another guy. I like yeah, yeah, but he's younger than even them. Yeah. Um, but like we we talked about like you know we talk about our favorite. You know, now that we're older than the than the NBA superstars, the average NBA superstar. Like, we talk about, like, all right, now that we you know, it's different than, like, the thing of you're looking up to these people as far as, like, you know, motivation for whatever in life. Like, you know, if you're a football player, if you're a basketball player in high school or whatever else, and you, like, you kind of find these people to be, like, motivational, you know, driving factors in your life to where, like, now it's, like, you're, you're past that stage of your life and you just here, here for entertainment and stuff. And it's, like, yeah, man, like, you know, it's, it's different. It's different now that, like, you know, these people are you know, the people that were, you know, that are like the old guard, are like, you know, they're, they're wrapping up and you're looking for like the new thing. And it's like, it's going to be different. It's going to be different, but different ain't exactly, doesn't necessarily mean worse or, or, or anything. It just means different. And, um, like you mentioned, like, I think for me, luckily, like, I don't know where I'd be without Joshi, bro. I, I mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, the same people you mentioned, the same people I enjoy, but like, if, if there weren't, like, Utami's and Shuri's and, and TAM's and Mayu's and Julia's around and Nozumi and everything, I'd be like, I, I, I don't really have that kind of attachment where like, emotional attachment that I used to have to these guys. Obviously, like, you know, i you know, I've, that whole run was, like, it just changed my mind of what I thought wrestling could even be um, from when I, you know, got when we got back into it in 2011, roughly, and I appreciate it so much for that, but, like, it's, like, time comes for everybody, and it's, like, so what's going to keep me is like, I just found, I just landed into the Joshi thing. and it's like, this is what's going to keep me in, you know, kind of help subsidize some of my stuff when like, there's going to be less men wrestlers that I like because like, I'm too old for some of this stupid shit. So, um, yeah, I, I just, just tried to figure out how to keep this show going and how to keep like, you know, us talking about wrestling going like as far as like going to the future. Cause like, you know, you talked about the last year with the title scenes, the men's title scenes worldwide. And it's like, and then you showed me that uh, that cage match thing of everyone's match yeah. guys from like Sonata and then Roman and then uh, MJF. And it's like,
4: yeah,
3: I mean, and even a match that like are, you know, have the highest grades on the things are matches. Like we don't, we don't necessarily fuck with the way that like other fans do. So it's like, they're doing well, obviously, some of them. But, like they're not doing what I want to do necessarily. And like, at this point with this stage, you' get as much wrestling around as much content around I was like, you know, it's selfish to be like, what are you gonna do for me personally? But it's like, can you can you do more things for that I would enjoy? you know, can <laughs> you do something for me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know um,
2: man, do you want to review this title Tuesday? Oh, there's one more thing we gotta definitely talk about. Um, there was a match that's announced for next week oh okay Mystico versus Rocky Romero eye raising for a couple of reasons one what well, the fuck is Mystico doing in, in, in all elite wrestling two CMLL and AEW are making joint statements about each other online three Conan what the fuck is going on have you been kicked to the curb, my brother? Have you been told to get your box, my brother? Have you been given your walking papers, my brother? Where? What's going on?
3: I mean, what does ha- this mean for people like Vikingo? Right. That shows up, you know, had one of the best matches in the AEW this year with Omega.
2: I, look, if you see K, you like, hey, like... I th- I think you gotta you know you gotta make sure you gotta wait till Vikingo shows up to the building and you gotta steal his passport oh, and you gotta man. say you're not leaving.
3: <laughs> we 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 going straight to human trafficking, huh? All right.
2: Damn. There's a contract
3: waiting for you for the second
2: you can get out. Come here. Um. But um. Uh, Mexico and Rocky Romero—they sell tons of tickets to this thing. Um, in in the walk up, like uh, there's, yeah. they're doing pretty well. And this this match yeah. is going to air on Rampage.
3: It uh, also should be noted that, like, since AEW has gone back to moving the prices back down to where they were before, like they're moving tickets a lot better of late. Um, yeah, yeah.
2: They, they played a, a nice video package explaining, you know, about Mexico and this. This these guys have been going at it in CMLL pretty much all year. We're gonna have a title match. I- I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna definitely check out Rampage next week.
3: Rocky never has bad matches in AEW. His matches are always good,
2: and he's been great in CMLL. Um, and you know, look at this guy. This guy is the real Forbidden Door. Um, uh, he's the one that's like tying all these companies together. Like, yeah, even
3: because he's isn't he isn't he on the the unofficial the official unofficial booger for New Japan Strong? Yeah, or New Japan of America, whatever the fuck you want to call it.
2: Yes. Yeah, and then like you know. I know people like to talk about Tony Khan and his lip service um, for stardom. And we've got a couple of uh, friends that really hammer down on this point. But the person that TK goes through is Rocky Romero to try to access that stuff. Because, I mean, why wouldn't you go through Rocky Romero? Like, that's how you get connected to Bougie Road. But um, I don't know, man. It's uh, This is going to be fun. And I think that this is potentially very exciting, uh, especially sw- swapping CMLL over uh, from AAA. Say if a lot more CMLL people, you know, either decide to start coming over, I, mm-hmm. I think it's a higher quality of lucha libre. It is. I
3: love. I love AAA. Less, you know, it's less. You know, of the junk.
2: Yep. And I think. You and know, we never
3: got Psycho Clown over either. So what's p- so if we ain't gonna ever get him over, then what's the point? Yeah,
2: and um, I think I think it would be really cool, like you know, to lock up New Japan, CMLL, AEW as like this, uh, with WWE basically reapplying those trademarks for global localization and all that stuff. This is the 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 axis right here. Like they're building a defense front between AEW, New Japan, and CMLL. James, you know one man, once said, it's only going to be two labels, you know? Oh, my God. It always comes back. It does. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like, you know, I would be excited, like, to see you know, some of the guys I like show up on a Friday night uh, in Arena Mexico. You know, Brian Downson wants to go wrestle in Arena Mexico. Yeah, it's been, um, a, it's been
3: a dream for him for like five years, or something. Sure. yeah like, yeah. And um, I remember, like Mel's been like, "Does he not really And this is before like CMLL got better again over the last like year and change. Um, He's like, "Hey man, like you not realize like CMLL is not like Arena Mexico CMLL is not what it used to be. It's kind, it's turned around. I I, I hear good things yeah. about it, you know, pretty regularly now. So
2: like they're selling lots of tickets every Friday night. They're selling yep. out Arena Mexico every Friday night. Like can they, you know." Can 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 they do can they do a little joint show down there or something? you know can we can we can can we get you know some, some stuff popping I I love to see it I love to see the the crossover but um yeah very excited about this uh, I think Misco's gonna win and I think this is gonna be the first of you know many things to come hopefully
3: yeah because look. I don't think, I think there's reluctance uh, given, I think there's reluctance for them to like fully embrace the partnership with AAA, especially because of, at the cost of what it means for like people that they have to push a certain level, and then like all of a sudden, like Forbidden Door comes around, they're just yanked off TV. Um, Forbidden
2: Door would would also have a new dimension if CMLL's in the fold.
3: Right, right. And also it leads potential where it's like, they could do their own version of Forbidden Door with CMLL, do a cross-promotional show. They yeah. could absolutely do that. Because they do have, they like not to say that Triple uh, A doesn't, but like, CMLL has like a better has better access to better women's wrestlers and Triple A does. Um, so like, yeah, I, I'm in, I'm fine with it. Like, I like to see, I like to see them, you know, do weird things and see if they can find interesting all this stuff. So yeah, I'm with it.
2: Um, so last week we had Title Tuesday. Uh, I don't. Like we kinda of talked about it in the uh in the opening yeah. uh of this thing. So I, I didn't wanna to go to, there were a couple of things we need to talk about from this show. Yeah. Um give me one second, I'm pulling my notes up here. Okay.
3: Um, you did better than me, I don't write notes anymore. <laughs> like this it was Tuesday, it feels like the show was like two weeks ago said it just yeah. You know, yeah so that's
2: why i'm like oh, i don't know if we want to do a full review for this right, thing right, but uh, right. i mean look uh, they had
3: two killer matches on the show that were like, yeah. definitely
2: yeah uh let's 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 start with those like rather than do a full full show review um so like brian danielson and swerve strickland opened this thing up and i felt like i was watching um you know someone take a ma- another major step forward um I I was unsure who was going to win this match. Uh, I, I thought the, I found the whole thing for the TNT title to be kind of mystifying, like that that was the situation. mean lot like why the fuck
3: is for the AEW World Title,
2: correct? Oh, and then yeah. it's, especially you know when swears alluding in his promos to I want to be the first you know Black AEW World Champion, and then this thing's leading like to the TNT title is. Kind of interesting. It feels like right. there, like something was lost in translation there. It's almost like, yeah, we can't put Danielson and Swerve for the number one contender for the world title because neither of them are g- going to either beat MJF, and then we don't want to have MJF beat either of them either. So,
3: and also, just, and also, like we're stuck in this like MJF verse, and like we we don't want to veer from that necessarily. Not to say correct. that you know, because you know, obviously, you have the the JY thing in place already. So yeah, that was already in place.
2: Right. So like it had to be for something else. So and, you know, well,
3: it didn't have to, but it just was.
2: Yeah. So like they this thing ended up with Danielson winning. Uh, This is an awesome match. Um, And it was just it it was really cool. It was like, yeah, man, we've always heard about from Seattle. Like Danielson has always been like, you know, the legend and all that stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, man, it's worse from Seattle, too. Like, like, what y'all think about Swerve? Like, you know, and this whole thing, like, um, over the past, like, maybe past couple of weeks, I think the calls for Swerved to to become the champion are starting to get loud on Twitter. And yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're 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 all fans of One Nation Radio and all that, but I feel like the, you know, some of that stuff has emanated from from this direction.
3: Uh, uh, yeah, I never, you know, I'm, I don't think I've ever. Like campaign for sort of to be the AW world champion, but uh, I definitely felt like, you know, I enjoyed a lot of what I saw with him in NXT. Obviously I enjoyed, you know, the first time I saw him in um, 2019 wrestling Zack Sabre Jr. And there's also, I bring that up because like this match had gave me a lot of flashbacks back then where it's like, I didn't realize this dude was that sound technically. And then the match keeps going and this match was better than that Saber match, but like the matches kept going and it was like, he started to take off a lot of box that people didn't think he may or may, or didn't know he may or may not have had. And it's like, for those that don't know, this kind of stuff I, I've luckily have already seen before. this, So I was like, I was that high on him. Um, and yeah, man, like he's a great wrestler and he's been that he's been a great wrestler for a, for a long time at this point and that's before you even get into like the lucha underground stuff or whatever but like yeah he's he's a great wrestler and like his finishes have a lot of thought of looking forward to the future and storyline implications um in a way that like i don't necessarily think he gets credit for um but like yeah man like he he's just he just he just, just just doing solid or more than solid he's doing great work consistently every chance he gets, and um, I think that, you know, I think something's going to happen, we'll see, we'll see, but, like, I'm really, I was over the moon about this match, and it's, like, just to go with the, because he's now, like, he's having a match with, like, you know, the made men in AEW, as opposed to, you know, now we're going to put you here with this tag team, and, like, it's on you and Keith Lee to kind of, you know, do some things for them and get them over the top, and now it's like, all right, it's no longer about you having to, do X, Y, and Z to try to prove is like, nah, you proved to go out there with the best. And he's out here with the best now. And he's, and he's amongst them. He's showing himself to be amongst them.
2: It's, um, it's going to only get more interesting. Uh, the, the further this year goes, I think. And into next year, because I think by next summer, like we're, we're, we're talking about like the, the way this thing's going, like it's, it's like this groundswell. I think that's happening that people are calling for it. And then it's just like, Alright,
3: and, man. And, and also, there's a lot of, you know, there's a power vacuum in place. Like, you know, you you talked about this, like, we were talking about Wardlow at the time. Um, like, we have so many quote-unquote younger guys, and we have the older, established class, and it needs to be people that pop up in that, you know, early 30 range, and Hangman was, like, the only one that was there, and we were like, Wardlow's gonna fill that void. Like, Wardlow thing, you know, we'll see how it goes, but, like, yeah. it definitely dipped out to where, like it's like, it's definitely uncertainty now. And, like, you just we just saw the Hangman and in and in, in Swerve match, and it's like, and we saw the you know the the contract signing all and stuff. It's like, yeah, that can be a future rival for Hangman. why like, that could be like, one of those guys where it's like, if you're not if it's too if you feel like it's too far down the line to go to or not too far down the line, it's too it's going down, it's stretching it too bit too much for be like go with Guevara or go with Darby because of the size or the, or whatever the fuck you t- talk yourself out of it with, then yeah. Swerves right there.
2: Yep, like a lot of people are like looking at between him and Jay White. Like that's like, you know, that those are the next few people they they're they're pointing at. So I
3: mean, it makes um, sense given how well Jay White and you know the Gun Club have done on Collision. Yep. yep.
2: Um. The I. Even the um, you know, there there was not like a super clean finish on this thing, but like right, right. But it, it
3: led into what you knew was going to happen in the next match. Yeah. So, uh, Hangman
2: pulls the crown uh out of Nana's hands while he's trying to cheat distraction, uh, and that leads uh, to Dawson getting the win, um, and then like the uh the J White Hangman match. This felt like I was watching a G One match at times. Mm. Uh, I was paying attention during the um breaks that this match got overwhelmed with mm-hmm. uh and usually i don't and i thought they were they were hitting each other with, with shit that was like yeah man this is like night two of the g1 um and it, you know they're trying to set a tone out here but they're going hard at the same time uh and i you know i knew the 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 bullshit was coming or whatever right. at the end but i was into this one i know a lot of people didn't didn't love this match but i was like yeah, that's what I expect from, from White and Hangman, and they have another level that they can get to. I think they've always worked well together. They've always been natural kind of rivals. And, um, you know, this won't be the last time that we see these guys.
3: Right. In the future, can you just refer to those two when they're in entering the, in together as Hangman White and not White Hangman? Because I was like, wait, wh- I know he's white, but what? Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you, like, for one second, I was like, wait, what? But anyway, yeah, man, Um, I like the Swerve match more, but I thought this match was still great. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know, also, yeah, also sitting on the thing where it's like, I, look, I know what's about to happen by the end of this thing. I'm not, I, so I can't get too invested. But I, I did enjoy what they were doing. I thought it was a great match, and um, even with even with like the beginning of like Jay White doing his fuckery of taking powders before at the start of matches, he, he it was pretty fast compared to the New Japan thing where he'll he'll you know. I used to watch some of those uh, G ones he was in. Like when I would binge watch him, I would literally like I would start to start the match, and like I would literally. 4:30 4 4:30 or 15 whatever it was until I finally got to him actually getting into a lockup or whatever else I finally got the action once the bell rang cuz I'm not putting up with this shit and there'd be sometimes i mm-hmm. will be like I got some time let me let me just count to see how much how much long for like when the bell rings to they actually lock up or do anything and it'd be like oh he waits two and a half minutes oh he waits three and a half minutes <laughs> so like yeah like the fact that he made that basically like i don't know 45 seconds and then just wrestled after that I was like appreciate it thank you He's on his best. He's on some of his best behavior in AEW. He realized like that shit do not fly over here.
2: Yeah. Um, also, um, there was a international championship match. Ray Phoenix was kind of injured, so they did the short. Uh, you know, the short match. Yep. Orange Cassidy defeats him for the belt, gets the belt back, stares at it longingly.
3: Uh, don't know
2: what that means.
3: Cuts corners uh, to get it back by, like, taking advantage of the injury on on Phoenix. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, uh, maybe a change of character for Orange Cassidy. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, when, Did, yeah, no, I thought they had another level for him to go to, but maybe he's destined to be Razor Ramon.
3: I guess. I don't know. Uh I enjoyed the match for what it was, but it wasn't like they were trying to have their best match, obviously.
2: Nah, Phoenix is broke up and um, had to come off that shit. I was, you know, I wanted Phoenix to keep it for a little bit, maybe run off like five defenses and then, you know, do something with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that was not the plan. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs destroys Chris Jericho, beats the shit out of this guy. Okay. Jericho told this guy to pin him with his knee on his face. Um, this felt like one of those Brock Lesnar and John Cena demolition matches. I think, however, it should have been way more dynamic than it was. yeah, um, I think you know he did the he did all the he hit him like five or six spine busters, yep. right. They all looked effective and all that, but I felt like Hobbs should have got in and out of this stuff like kind of quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, just to drive it home, rather than oh, like it make it you just actually look-
3: feel like a squash, as opposed to like this is just prolonging. <laughs> like, like, as opposed to like, this, is the beginning of like the first act of the match.
2: Right. It was just like yeah. this slow kind of um, like like this slow deconstruction, where I feel like th- this would have been more effective if it was like, all right, Jericho, you were letting the guy pin you by kneeling on you in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. why go seven minutes just go three and then like put like less like filler in it do your attack because we know jericho had to get like at least the one like kind of attack on him but let hobbs like thoroughly dominate him because you already let him thoroughly dominate him anyway and Mm -hmm. pin him clean um so that was my only like kind of issue with it but um you know jericho's like in full give back mode, it seems like right now, possibly a Fozzie tour coming. Uh, and, you know, they, they clearly shot the angle backstage after when he was, you know, was ice his neck down. Like he'll be back, uh, you know, for, for whatever he's going to get out of this, but you know, it is what it is. Like, you know, I, uh, he said is Cody and brutally still the best squash in AW history, <sighs> that I, or Lance Archer and Marco Stunt one look, of those
3: two Look, uh, there are a few great all time squashes in AEW history Those two Kenny Omega mentioned...
2: and Sonny Kiss <sighs> I wasn't
3: going to throw that on there <laughs> I, I, that's, not, that's not on there you're just being funny remember when people were like yeah this is homophobic by AEW yes, to have yes. Kenny Omega squash Sonny Kiss are you unaware of what's going on you, are you unaware of Golden Lovers my friend what the hell are you talking about <laughs> If anything, this is community on community violence. But anyway, um... So... Uh... Yeah, I I would throw... Um... I mean, I would throw the the Malachi Black's first match against uh in AW versus Cody on there because oh thing yeah, was like, that, oh yeah, my yeah. god, yeah. that was an incredible story for. I think that's the <laughs> <a> peak of <evolve>. all. <laughs> like, like, that that that, like that one, yeah. That one even like that one even like a squash where it's like, oh my god, he's murdering. He's like, yo, this is like just compelling storytelling and and everything of the characters interacting of this dude just been completely overwhelmed, um, and caught him at the right time. But uh, yeah, uh, it. Those would be the ones that immediately come to mind for top three. Because I mean, when he also also you mentioned the Archer one, didn't uh, didn't Brody Lee also get a piece of a uh, getting a piece of Margot stunt too? It wasn't as he impressive did. As, like, in the post match, I think. It, yeah, it wasn't as impressive, but the, but like those two Margot stunt squashes, yeah, mm. and yeah. things they need to bring him back. I uh, they need to bring him <laughs> back from all time squash. You remember when Luch Bro took a piece out of his ass for forever during a tag match one time?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I
3: remember. And they that. were complaining. People were complaining about it, like, bro, Pizza just threw that man one in a, from a one handed gorilla press. Shut the fuck up. This is awesome.
2: Um, uh, we got a new women's champion. Yay. Um, <laughs> Carlos to defeat Soraya, and uh, and admittedly, I think maybe Soraya's best match in years. I oh, don't know. This is
3: her be- yeah, this is her best match in AEW. Absolutely. Uh, like.
2: It, I'm, and it, I'm not. I'm not opening a notebook or anything, but yeah, um, you yeah, know, <laughs> right? right.
3: I, 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 it had a lot of uh, shades similar to the Tony Storm uh, match in Tampa that when she'd have won it for the second time, where it's like all of the interference and stuff is rampant in it. They set you up to her like she avoids it the first time, but then she gets caught with it with the more interference the, the second time around, and you're like, okay, this is it. And she's in a near fall. And that near fall almost, like, gives you a feeling, a guarantee. of like, oh, shit. She just kicked out of, like, her best chance of cheating to win. She's yeah. going to win this fucking title. Um, and then by the time you get to the end of it, it's like, she wins at the end. You're just happy that, like, the, that she wins the belt. And, like, it's the same thing as that, that Tony match. I think Tony match is better, obviously. But still, it's just, like, it's similar story paths of, like, giving you the high, uh, the ebb and flow of the match and, like, giving you, the, like, the the feeling of, like, oh, the gut punch of you about to lose. And she kicks out. you like, Oh shit. She's winning now. I'm in, I'm all, I'm mm-hmm. in. You gotta win. You gotta win. Don't break my heart. So yeah. Uh, happy for Sheeta after, cause she never should have lost the fucking belt to begin with. So, yeah. um, you just pretend that, that Saraya shit never happened. That was a bad month. We can just move on. You move on. And, you know, yeah. we start getting some high level women's title defenses. Like if Tony, if Thomas Tony Storm the assassin wants to come back out, we can do that too. We can do that too. Um,
2: don't really have too much to say say about it except thank God it's over. Um, you know, always like Carlos Sheeta. There's like a base level of competency there, uh, <laughs> as as <laughs> At far the as at the least, like, and you look at everyone's best matches in AEW, <laughs> chances are Kyle is standing on the other side of the ring. Yeah. Um, you know, like, 80% of the cases. Yeah. Um, but, um, what else do we have on this show? Oh, uh, the, the MJF thing uh, with the quarters and Juice Robinson and all that stuff. So, this was uh, admittedly Richard Latta in his personal life has not been as plugged into worldly news of like the past month uh uh-huh. due to Richard Latta's own personal life and uh-huh. issues and yeah. um things I've been going through uh-huh. like n- that have not allowed me to
3: right right right
2: essentially like invest my you know, time and emotions into current world affairs. I'm worried about my world a- at the moment, but uh, Jeff Jarrett style, my world. But um, <laughs> yeah, people in the, in the uh, comments breaking it down for me. So like, this thing ended up with MJF cutting a radically better promo than oh my he did. God. I actually last love week. this
3: promo. I love this promo. I was like, where the fuck has this guy been for like a, for two months? <laughs> yeah man um and like the this was this was out of all the stuff you know my my biggest complaint about this whole or one of my biggest complaints about this mjf and adam cole thing is that like the crowd is has just forgiven this guy for being a bastard without doing any work towards redemption or none of that just because he found another because he because the bad guy found a friend we like him even though it's like his friend was an asshole too so when he comes out and he says, look, man, me and you, me and you, Jay, Jay White, we're alike. Like, the thing is, you just don't get it because you haven't gone through what I've gone through and, like, to, to understand, like, what it means to, to, to change all that kind of stuff. I was like, thank you. This is what I wanted months ago, but you never did it because it's like, oh, they're friends, even though they're both assholes. And it should be fun. It should, you should enjoy the two assholes of friends. Like, because, you know, they found love in a, in a uh, hopeless place suck yeah. my dick anyway um so yeah uh i um i was i was happy i was like finally he finally like gives the part where like it's not a whole con job and he's just like jokingly joking joking with the crowd that like he's actually a bastard he's ready to stab us in the back of the negative times he'd be like well why do you like me anyway you schmucks so like i was really happy about this and then um he pulls out the quarters or uh um, I'm sorry. Uh, Juice pulls out the quarters and it has Freeman on it, and like at the time, I didn't think about it. They didn't register me. Same. Um, and then someone missed it. I was like, Oh yeah, they shouldn't done that one. They. Well, done I, done I was
2: one. like, Oh, that's gonna be the discourse. That's what I thought.
3: <laughs> I was like, They shouldn't done that one. Um. Now it's true. Juice has since he's been AEW been rocking people with with the quarters and all that kind of stuff. The part is. <sighs> You don't need to put Friedman on there. Now keep in mind, like, at the time, I did not necessarily know that Friedman was a Jewish last name. It's not exactly gold or black or or uh or silver or green, but you know, or a berg. But mm-hmm. like once I once I hear like that is a traditionally Jewish, it's like, oh okay, yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. Now, um, am I offended by it? Not necessarily, but like my offense does not matter in this particular case because I am not the offended. So, um, right. yeah. I, so, and, my thing is I like, said, this, ain't got, I, this ain't got nothing to do with me. They tell me you ain't supposed to do this shit, so you shouldn't be doing this shit. The <laughs> end. That's the, right. that's the end of it for me. They say right. they say you ain't supposed to be doing this. You ain't supposed to be doing this. Yeah, that's it. I, that's all I got on know, it.
2: I am not, uh, you know, I mentioned like the past month or whatever, you know, my life not allowing me to really invest in current events, but... This is not some new shit. Right. Um I've always kind of looked at this as like Bloods and Crips. You can ask why they are fighting, but like you're going to get a bunch of different answers from a bunch of different people. I, like look, I I can't really I can't really call it.
3: Like you know, I
2: don't I got nothing for you chief I've, on that.
3: I follow enough of the know what's going on me and you have talked about it a lot when uh Kyrie uh was it a couple years ago talked about the free Palestine thing and he was a Brooklyn net. I was like is he sure he does he know he shouldn't he that he probably shouldn't be saying he this out loud? Place. Oh, speaking of that, I was I
2: was in I was in Brooklyn this this week. It deep out there. I know they are. That's why
3: I was like, <laughs> "Are you sure? Do you, do you know where you're saying this at?" Right. Uh, so so yeah. Um, regardless of what is happening in the Middle East, like just in general. You can't be doing the quarter thing when his backstory is that like he used to get bullied by they throwing quarters. And, that, and when I heard, when I first heard, I first thought of like, I know that through quarters him because he's Jewish, so I get why he freaked out about the, the about the quarter all the of quarters. I did not, but I did not put the two together like that. Freeman is a is a is a Jewish last name, and I was like, oh, the sim Nah, you can't be doing that. That's a step yeah, too far. It's a but, lot. But if it had they, just they, been the part where like he had just had his quarters and it just it didn't even have his name on it, it just in the quarters. And been like he had freaked out, I've been like, I get it, because it's personal for him and it's some misunderstanding. But like once he once you put the the actual Jewish name, last name was like, Oh yeah, you shouldn't have done that one. And then like yeah. then you throw in like what's happening right now and it's like, yeah, this ain't a time or place. And even even without that there, you shouldn't have done that one.
2: Yeah. It looks like they've like pivoted off of that. They've, they've kind of swapped this thing. Uh I think Jay White presented him with a with a ring. Uh, because he's going to be in that dynamite battle role next week. So it's like he's going to knock him out with a ring. So, like, um, much better. You know, and, and like James said, like, it ain't on us to really tell people what to be offended by. So uh, the only people that lose in this situation, I think, are those people that rail against other people being
3: offended. So, yeah, you know, you, you look, you know who ain't going to lose over this? Us. Yeah. They got, they got shit. <laughs> look. <laughs> <laughs> not my battle. I, I, re- you know? I respect. I respect what people, you know, take stands on, and they took stands on this one, so I'm fine. Yeah, I, this is um, alert. a teachable moment, if you will.
2: You know, open your minds. Right. You know.
3: Um, it, it costs you nothing not to be an asshole to other people.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's a lot, man. It's a, it's a lot. You know, you got. I see a lot of celebrities right now. They. And they. they yep. They gotta,
3: yep. They, and they they, 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 they talk about what side they on. And I'm like, oh, how are you gonna be? How are you gonna say you read a Malcolm X book and be on the, and and say some of those things? <laughs> uh, that's 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 wild to me, bro. That's wild to me. Muhammad Ali fan, huh? You know what they thought about that stuff? You must have not read that book.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know. Then
3: again, the, the you think about like where they to teach from. Where where did Muhammad Ali uh, and Mark X teach from? The Nation of Islam. Uh, maybe we should, you know, maybe we shouldn't necessarily, you know, be so on the, it. It's hard, bro. It's, it's, it's a lot. hard, lot, bro. It's a lot. I can man. tell you, I can tell you right now, a a, a damn uh, bigot for Jewish people, and that is and that is uh, Louis Farrakhan. So <laughs> I can't, Nah, man. It, it's you gotta consider the source for some of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you really do Like, oh, he said that. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, I know where this info comes yeah. from.
3: Where are you learning it from? Oh, there. All right.
2: It'd be like, hold on. Are you That's, learning that how is, song out, of, out of fuck? Out of, <laughs> right, are, you, are you learning out of these books with no barcodes on them? What's yeah. Going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Uh, who who do you think our Hebrew Israelite brothers are rolling with? I, I keep going.
3: Don't oh, worry. Oh, okay. No like, answer, really answer that one. First off, you already know the answer to that one. <laughs> Motherfuckers talking that nonsense about stolen history. Nah, man, you're denying our history. <laughs> you are in delusions.
2: Okay, man. Um, i move forward. Hope we address that as one inch radio as we R- could.
3: You know, if you wanna if you if you trying to if you're trying to figure out words or what if you're not familiar with exactly, that or don't remember what some of the stuff we're talking about, you you can go to the Kyrie Irving uh Kanye West segment of, of our show from last year. We talked about these idiots and, and anti-Semitism. So you can go there. You can get you yeah. get more in-depth ideas of what we think about this stuff, man. Like, hey man, I don't know how niggas keep tripping up over this one. <laughs> Just don't. Not for the life of me.
2: Yeah, man, it's it's real easy to avoid, I think, but it truly is. I, I don't know, man. It's a lot, man. Like, um, so the main event of this show was Adam Copeland uh, taking on Luchasaurus, and um, I didn't love this. Uh, I thought there was, I thought there was um, elements of the match where it was like, all right, Edge, like I feel like I saw like Edge's entire match before it happened in this match. And (laughs) it was like, I think I would probably go like three and a half on this. And I thought it was like, yeah, man, if this was like a pay-per-view match in WWE against a monster, there were things, there was, there was like an outline of a great match in there. I, I feel like needed to chop a couple minutes off. And I think Edge needed to hug the bottom rope less, um, you know they did the whole thing where he was just doing a whole bunch of selling it was like him against a movie monster essentially and um he ended up getting to win not necessarily the uh like if you look at Edge he's a big guy right like yeah. everybody knows he's tall as fuck yeah so like they immediately put him in there with almost like the biggest motherfucker that was like necessarily like, like near him so i i think is that's the like trouble with Edge because he's such he's so tall And now this whole roster is like, or most of his roster is like short. Mm -hmm. So the more he goes on, it's going to be interesting to see how his matches like are laid out. I didn't think this was bad or anything, but it also wasn't like, you know, it wasn't, it was not like exciting or anything. It was like, oh, okay, I see, I see what he's trying to do here. And, you know, your mileage may vary. But um there were there were a couple cool spots in the match. There was like two two cool spots, or at least one, where he like speared him off of the he did like the the steel steps. Ran off
3: the apron, jumped on the steps, jumped off the steps, spear.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, I like that. Um but yeah, there's you know, Edge I think it's gonna be a work in progress for him. (sighs)
3: So I I don't have an honest grade for this match. All I know is when I saw the match start and I saw Edge old man selling like he was doing when he came back, I immediately checked out and I was like, no, don't tell me you brought this bullshit over here. Yeah. And then and then they did, you know, when I saw it, it did, the, you know, the launch pad spot off uh, the launch pad spear spot off the, from the apron to the uh, still steps to uh, to the floor. Um But like I can't re- but it, I kind of just got lost in the rest of the of the match, whatever else. But it wasn't bad and but i wouldn't say it was great either but like it was like at first i was like no you don't tell me you actually don't right, god god right. damn it tony khan oh. you fucking sucker like I was, I was, I was, you've been got yes. again Bad. yes yes yeah like I, 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 I was like all right you motherfuckers talking about like you know the, the bret hart you know the bret hart stuff whatever else, was like the bret Hart stuff was better than laying on the fucking ground i was i was, I was bro the the toxic shit that was going through my mind at the beginning of this, the first three minutes of this match I was, mother, I was motherfucking Copeland, motherfucker and Copeland oh my god, I'm ready to turn this man he's he turning around but yeah man like um the segment, the talking segments he's hitting on with, uh, with everybody has been on point so like he's winning from that, it's just like it's gonna be a struggle for these matches I imagine um until he Whoa. can start using weapons and whatever else so however old man stuff he could do to get around that stuff but uh yeah man like as far as most of the tv he's done except for the or all the tv he's done except for the matches except for that match i think it's been great so you know yeah. i'm still i'm still pretty high on on copeland right now
2: yeah like do we need this is talk about
3: copeland it starts
2: i think we do um i think we do so i didn't i didn't watch the whole segment or anything but i did see the clip and uh you know the danielson and christian match is getting good reviews Um, uh, but this whole thing with, with ricky starts and edge it did not look right
3: it looked um, like they was out here
2: it looked like they was taking him. like you know side shots it was yeah. like
3: yeah it was like yeah. as, as soon as like somebody hit edge with that um as soon as stark said he had bug eyes it was like oh it, it's 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 gone left it's gonna I, like,
2: I, I was like, even the Buckeyes, that wasn't even that bad. I, I was like, okay, maybe he just wasn't supposed to say that, but Edge had to fire back with something. Edge so fired he,
3: back like he had that, like, he, like look, I keep a folder in my back pocket for everyone. He was like,
2: yeah, man, I'm talking about your pants, dumbass, or your silk pants, dumbass, or some shit like that. Keep yep. talking to him. So, Ricky was like, well, I guess they didn't give you style from that other place. And then it's like, at that point, you kind of cast Edge in a light where he has to defend himself.
3: And you ain't gonna and, be the one po- to talk about proxy, style when you who you got your style from.
2: Yeah. He, yeah. Like by proxy, he's defending, you know, the other place kind of, but like he's like, hey man, you got your style from from this guy, which is people have said this to to Ricky Stark before or whatever. Been,
3: and it's been promos he's agreed upon. Yeah.
2: But maybe this is different. And then, you know, he's like. You know that really sent me over the edge, which I think was a good way to kind of wrap it up, turn it down. But Edge yeah. clearly looked
3: bothered yeah. by look, this. Look, and l- don't look. That was a cute little line at the end. Edge fucking murdered. <laughs> you say what you want to. How well he handled it to get back to getting to the point.
2: Because he stuttered. He, he edge stuttered. was
3: on his ass.
2: He stuttered through it though. Like yeah, that's cool. A rap battle. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. He stuttered. Would, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he started, Who had the better lines though? <laughs>
2: Uh, uh this yeah, here's the moment. I, I just hope that there's there's no uh lasting resentment on this. Um uh, but
3: it, it like, I'm not trying to see no st- Stark's copeland match anyway, so that's fine. Yeah, I mean may they n- may they never touch ever.
2: This is just weird how this happened. Like it was just like like I don't know. Like it, it because I think this thing was all like laid out as like a one dude comes out after the other type of promo segment or whatever and it's mm-hmm. almost like if you weren't booking this, maybe you don't get this. <laughs> yep. So um I don't I don't know what to make of this because obviously we have other examples to point, I, I point to I don't think, think this. it's
3: look, there is nothing to suggest that it is going to behave like CM Punk. One would hope not. There is nothing um, to suggest that.
2: Um. So, like, I, I, all I know is, if, is it? Like I just,
3: if, this, I just like to. Pull, I just thought it was interesting. to, Like, what eight days in, and it's hot, and it got hot real quick on, on live hot. mics.
2: Yeah. So, like, look, it, look, and I think, like you said, like, I don't know if is necessarily to do. You want to play with like that because not the smallest guy in the world um <laughs> and he's you know he's he's always been had had uh you know kind of quick witted you know a quick sense of humor and you can probably cut you down uh, a way or two and i think he's got like he's got something going as far as being a a legend baby face that people are into and don't like dislike like almost like in a like why are you the fuck are you hanging around like type thing mm-hmm. he has that right now like yeah. he's not always had that like he's sometimes like i just think asking edge to be like a 25 minute wrestler is insane at this point I mean,
3: it was insane and,
2: two years ago and <laughs> i think if they could they need to avoid that and, because this match obviously there were special circumstances they were doing a fucking overrun and all this shit they were in the ring for all this extra time yeah. They need to put Edge on that twelve minute and below plan, like you know, on this low management, you know. Yeah. Wow. See <laughs> if so we can maximize those minutes. That's what they need to do. Yeah. Um but as far as Edge and Ricky Starks, this was just awkward. And yeah. I I think that I I feel like both guys are responsible enough to uh let it let it die there or whatever. Maybe it was just a great moment for us, like there, as fans, we got to see. Right? right? Were
3: there uh, were there camera shots of uh, of Danielson's reaction? Like, I'd almost want to check. Like, know. was he smiling his ass off? or Was he mortified?
2: I I you know I think Danielson like he always has that high
3: smile. That high ass. That's him. what. That's what. Either one is either one's either one is entertaining, but the smile is like he don't give a fuck. He's like whatever. Yeah. He looks none of that shit bothers Danielson. It'd be bothering everybody else, but not him. And <laughs> just unbothered. I'm gonna go out there and have the best matches I can and have good programs. All the other shit y'all doing. I don't give a fuck about that, man. I'm just here to wrestle. I mean I'm just here to be I'm just here to be playing a month. Y'all on some other shit. I follow the mission. Look, BCC, we follow the mission. Y'all on some other shit.
2: <laughs> oh man. man. Um... Well, yeah, that that's all I really got yeah, on this. Here. Um, but yeah, man, that looked weird. I yeah, I'll yeah. just
1: you
3: know
2: yeah. keep your yeah. eye on it.
3: Yeah, I guess you gotta follow that away to keep you know just just in case. Yeah,
2: I have not listened to any of the 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 reporting on this, so same. I'm just
3: I haven't followed, bro. I haven't listened. To I haven't like followed any of it so in months, months. I've just been watching these shows just have my own opinion on the stuff as far as thinking about what's coming forward i don't know what i don't know what milter's been thinking about for none of this stuff other than seeing his star rings be like what is these What what's going on what's happening
2: what do you make of uh this isn't on the sheet but okay. uh, we talked about it last week ftr losing these belts
3: oh shit uh
2: and um apparently any chance they're
3: losing just getting right back
2: there is no injury um, I believe I heard maybe Trish said this on Tunnel Talk. Maybe on shout out Tunnel Talk. Okay. Like that this whole thing was designed. I don't know if she heard this from someone or what. But <laughs> if this is the case, I'm going to laugh my ass off. So if it's designed... For FTR to get the Bucks or get the belts back before they lose them, right? Mm -hmm. And it's done so FTR can be three time champs.
3: Before the Young Bucks are? Before the Young Bucks are? (laughs) I'm going to laugh. Oh my God. This
2: is your grand plan? What?
3: (laughs) You want to randomly lose the belts a month before you actually lose them? Why? I don't know. Like, I, look, I didn't really think of this and and that, but like I do know that like they like Ricky Sarks, and so did CM right. Punk. So like I think some of it is like, you know, he's been fucked with. He's done nothing but like contribute this in the ways we asked him to. Zone,
2: by the way, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: I I think that I think that we got to give the dude something because like he had the program ripped from him because the dude left or whatever else and it's like a make good for Ricky. I think like putting a belt on Ricky was like a was like a prior some type of priority or some type of like. Thing to do for Ricky or whatever else, yeah. um, and that's really the reason why, reason why I think like, you know, once I heard there was no injuries like, oh, they're just winning him right back. Like he's just to give Ricky something because like they've given him nothing once once he started doing the Saturday shit with CM Punk. So,
2: I think um, Dave is actually saying the the rematch is going to be set for like the twenty eighth.
3: So okay, we'll see how
2: how it all how it all works out there, but this is uh. This would be quite funny if that was like the uh intention behind this. I have, I'm not saying this is this is you know what it was or anything, but uh, just
3: just odd. Um, yeah, it's, so and look, it's definitely Turner, it's definitely Turner wrestling in it,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. I don't think I have anything else. Oh, there's, I got one more question from, um, uh, from J. Antonio Teodoro. So this was, you know, a, kind of in reference to the CMLL thing. Um, he, <laughs> he asked, so he was like, so given the news of AEW having a workroom relationship with CMLL, would you like to see a Forbidden Door Champions League of sorts? And who would you like to see? in it slash win it, and then he actually took the time to send me samples of a men's and women's bracket um, for how it's done in champion league soccer format. First of all, I was like, yeah, man, I don't know what the champion league soccer format is, so you're going to have to break that down for me. So this is how it works. Uh, And and from, from him, he said, the champions league format is as follows. 32 football teams from across Europe With the champions from every European league, the winner of the previous Champions League, and the next best teams from across Europe. They play in a round-robin format with four teams in each group after the draw, never playing against another team from the same country in the group stage. After that, the top two from each group go to a knockout stage until one remains. Um, Sent me two different examples of this. And basically it's like, there's, there's four different ones. I'm going to send this over, uh, to Jane. So there's eight but, blocks. Uh, I believe so. I'm going to send this to you. Maybe you can look at how this all works. Check your messenger in just a second. Um, but he sent me all these. Um, so, uh, pot one, uh, it says, for example, maybe be like MJF, Eddie Kingston, Alex Shelley, Kazushko, Kata, Tetsu Unito, Kenny Omega, Kaito Kiyomiya, and Mystico. So is are is this does this just work like a G one?
3: Uh, per per each group that has face other, yeah,
2: yeah. And I, then, well, uh, I don't
3: I don't think the points. I don't think there's a point system. I think it's just wins and losses. Got you. Like wins, losses, and draws. Well, actually, no. I see it right now. You three get, you get, okay, for a win. so you get three points for a win. You get one point for a draw, and obviously, you lose. You get not shit. I no. love saying that every year when we do the, like the the Grand Prix like recap. <laughs> I love saying that like if you don't win or lose, you get not shit. Um, yeah, I'm looking at this. Like, first off, I'm reading through it, and like, I, like, I see uh, in pot three in the C thing. I see Jake Lee, and like, I'm just immediately disinterested. So, can we have can we to give.
2: Can can we take Jake
3: Lee out of there? Oh, uh, yeah, please,
2: Jay Antonio, please. please.
3: Um, also, I know good and goddamn well we got. It. Look, how are people know this thing? Let's see. I see One, at least two. I see three. In the third three. person, I see. And the third person I'm seeing, I'm like, why the fuck is? No, I see four. And the in the uh, first off, how the fuck you? Look, no, I'm sorry, I'm cussing at this man. No, no, so let me let me, let me look, man. Reel it if, in. If we're if we're going to have four people from Noah involved, one of them cannot be Timothy Thatcher. I like <laughs> Timothy Thatcher, but no, like there's there's Cano, you know, Ninja Mag. There, there's Ninja Teriyaki. Man. Yeah, like look, man, we can't. I, look, I know, I know that. Look, there's Goshi. Izaki still. Look, I understand. I understand that, um, that Katsuga Nakajima is leaving, but still, like, there are options besides just going straight to Timothy Thatcher and Jake Lee. Uh, this
2: looks pretty cool. Um, I just don't know how they'd all do it. There's also a women's bracket he sent, James, um, which is also pretty interesting. Um,
3: there's nah, enough, you know, fu- around the that's, world. I think it's to funny it. seeing like pop one, uh, and then seeing the third block, and it's like Mai Uetani, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Julia, New <laughs> Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, these shenanigans, these shenanigans, <laughs> to make this thing work, <laughs> <laughs> they've been stolen. Uh,
2: uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to kind of talk about this in audio format. Yeah. because uh,
3: obviously, like, you can't visualize none of this. It's confusing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I, I would love to see that. I don't know how, like, uh, I I think the only issue that would hold this stuff back is the logistics of clearing enough visas at, at all times, planning right. out all the wins and losses, where it's being booked. Yep. You know, AEW seems to be rather like, you know, they act sometimes they act like they don't know. Things are coming, especially like with tournaments. Like and they either they rush them, mm. they don't book them the right way. Right. Kind of they're
3: lopsided to where like one block, is, one side is like loaded, the other side isn't. And also New Japan, or sorry, AEW has this weird thing where like if it's not something that's going to be on their card, they, will they pretend it doesn't fucking care. exist, even if there's wrestlers in it. Yeah. Um. Like how many times? Like trip? Like uh, Kenny Omega and Impact, Kenny Omega doing doing Triple Mania and it at the they fucking tokyo dome they, yeah yeah another example yeah yeah so
2: that that would be the only drawback i think but you know just as a uh you know
3: so all right so you looked at this woman's draw right yeah is there any, can you find somebody let me phrase this there's somebody in here that i have that i think has no business being in this fucking thing uh can you find them can, can you find them? don't say who it is can you find them Yes Is it someone we talked about over the last few weeks that I said I've had enough of seeing Yes Yes yep yeah, exactly yeah yeah Enough this is fucking charity
2: I Believe she's uh undergoing a transformation of sorts so we will stick with that. Um, well, yeah, it's Tommy versus Sheeta, Why not? Well,
3: that's yeah, yeah. This is yeah. mock final. Looks like, yeah. But... Um, I saw Shuri was in here. I don't know where she ended up getting knocked off at, or if she made it out the blocks. Uh, I don't think she made it out the blocks. Yeah. Um, um, I
2: got a major problem with that. So yeah,
3: yeah, I <laughs> my dead body. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, like, if you're gonna do this, like, you have to set it up to where like you have Sheila and Shuri face each other at some point. Yeah, I, just, just I would just do that just, to, just because that's what they would want to want to do if they're gonna be in this thing. Yeah. Um, I I see Julia goes far in here, but I don't see any like Ju- I don't necessarily see any uh, Julia ice lore. So I I don't think she would want to participate without the lore. <laughs> And, and look, it means you like the Lord. People don't like the Lord. We like the Lord. But I'm just pointing out, like, if it ain't, it ain't got a little sprinkle of, you know, like, you
2: know, uh, somebody that she done have wronged in her past. Like, there
3: ain't nobody from prominence you can throw in this bitch. Like, uh, yeah, you can, yeah, uh, um, little Suzu in it. In <clears throat> I don't think Suzu's in it. No. I don't, I don't see, uh, Risa or, or none of them either. No, none of the other prominence, uh, wrestlers either. So I know Maya, you can't on that list because you can't put on there cuz she ain't affiliated with nobody no why not? She's a freelancer.
2: Spark Joshi.
3: <laughs> you <know>? Spark Joshi. <laughs> I'm
2: still searching in my quest to figure out who's running this promotion. Yeah, I mean uh I've, I've got messages out, but Okay, you know.
3: okay, okay. Okay.
2: But um yeah, I, I guess that'll wrap it up.
3: I know it's okay. I know who you talk about because okay, cuz I saw them there and I was like I wonder, and then I heard the music. Like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Music sounds good through the speakers, Rich. Music sounds good through the speakers, yeah. Well, no, great setup, but it sounded good through those speakers, yeah. Let's do it.
2: Um, but yeah, man. Um, I guess we wrap this up, man.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. That's the end of the show. Be sure to rate this motor app you're using. Listen this to. Um, if it's not up on the uh, stream. You can go to our red circle and donate through uh um by going to the podcast and finding the red circle link and donating there, and uh, also listen to other shows on the network South Munch Radio. You have Keeping It Strong Style and the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show. Thanks for listening, y'all. No, actually, do we need to make an announcement about IMP? Or is that or yes,
2: that we do. He is already on his his show has already debuted for the oh, network.
3: Shit. I'm- Dude, that's been all out of a source. Yeah, so I sorry imp. I, I didn't give you a great plug, but uh, imp show is on here. Imp is now a part of um, Social Duplex Podcast Network after a long time being a contributor through via through guest guest appearances, all that kind of stuff over the years. He is now a member. Uh, so yeah, be sure to check out his uh, his new show as, long as, as well as the other shows that are always on the, on the uh, network. So thanks for listening, y'all. Later. I will pay for crack before I pay for Twitter. Save.